across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Good evening, dear listener. Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is elsewhere. She will be joining us shortly. She's busy. Um, you know the score. We're going to sit here and chat about stuff. You can give us a call. Give me a call about anything you want. 0344 499 1000. Lots to talk about, including um, uh, the Momo Challenge. I'm going to be undertaking the Momo Challenge later on in the show. Um, we're going to talk about... Um, uh, <laughs> there's the big... There's a, I saw a story today online. Linda Robson has started smoking nine years after she quit. Huh? That's a story. Uh, and Luke Perry's had a stroke, which is sad, actually. Uh, let's go to Alan Caddick, though, first of all. Good evening, Alan. Hi, Ian. God, well, you're upset about Luke Perry? I, I think he's going to be... It's very sad news. No, his own... I'm not, I didn't know about Luke Perry. I'm sad for another reason. Uh, what, because Linda Robson has started smoking nine years after she quit for her health reasons? No. Um, the Liam Fox podcast costing £100,000 and only 8,500 people downloaded it? No, I've been dumped. Sorry? I've been dumped. What do you mean? She never, I've been never sold for the meeting tonight. And she deleted her Facebook page and she's lost, deleted all contact. So I'm back, so I'm officially back on the market. So for those, well, okay. So for those who missed last night's show, Alan had, uh, was, had taken himself off of the market because... You you had a date. What was her? What was the young? It was a lady, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a lady. What was her name? Abby. Abby. And you were going to go and see the Mark Wahlberg film with her, weren't you? No, the Stephen Merchant film. Stephen Merchant film. I do apologise. And when were you planning on seeing her? Um, she was supposed to meet tonight. Oh. So she could meet my mum and dad. I... And you've been chatting online. Well, I said morning, and she never replied or anything. She deleted her Facebook page. Oh, no. Um, do you think you've been, um, what do they call it? Is it pussy? Sa- s- sorry, pussy? No, pussy. Pussy? No, P-U-S-H-Y. Oh, pushy. I thought you said pu- No, uh, uh, what do they call it? Snack, uh, snatch fish. What's the thing? Catfish. Catfi- catfish. Thank you, Sam, mouthing it through there. I'm so sorry. Do you think you've been, um, catfished? I've got that distinct feeling. Oh, mate. You didn't give her any money, did you? No. Hmm. I, I don't know what to say, mate. That's that's terrible, terrible news. And it, and it doesn't help with the death of Andre Previn tonight. Oh, God, it gets worse and worse. Listen, it's sad news for you, but can I just say to all of the ladies out there... Alan's back on the market. So if you're up for it... Um, oh, well, what was her name? Abby. Okay, okay, not, okay. I got confused there. Um, do do you think it was a real person, Alan, or do you think it was a fake person, or do you think that she really was real, but... Maybe she's not deleted her Facebook page. Maybe she's just blocked you, so you can't see it. I think that's how Facebook works. I, I think I spy. It. I, I think it was a bloke pretending to be someone. 
And that w- okay. Oh, aye, mate, that would have been. Oh man, aren't there p- people? Here's the thing: people are scumbags, Alan. They mess with uh, with other people's emotions and minds and affections, affections, and uh, the heart is not a toy to be played with. It's a it's a grown up board game. It's like the Japanese game Go, which I'm now becoming obsessed with. Um, well, I want to know more about this Momo Challenge you're going to be doing. Well, we're going to be doing the Momo Challenge later on. It's very popular with the young people today. Um, and I don't quite know what it is, but um, uh, we're going to be playing it later on. Have and you appara- YouTubed it yet to see what it's about? No, here's the thing, right? There's loads of stories in the paper today about the Momo Challenge, right? Yeah. Loads of stories. There's, uh, it's in the mail. It's in the mirror. Let me just pick, let me just pick one. What's the first paper I've got? Is it in... Hang on. Is it in the sun? It's not in the sun. Here we go. I've got the mirror, right? Page 25 yeah. of the mirror. Momo challenge, right? Yeah. Um, twisted Momo web craze urging kids of five to self-harm. Um, a sick online suicide game. My voice has gone a little bit croaky. I think it's stress. I've lost um, half a stone since Monday. Half a stone since Monday. Imagine. Well, crash. Yeah, yeah. I've not, just not eaten, mate. No, uh, no appetite. Not slept. No appetite. Just uh, just lying in bed, crying a lot, Alan, that's all, but don't worry. A sick online suicide game featuring a creepy woman is targeting toddlers by infiltrating innocent YouTube videos such as Peppa Pig. Parents warned yesterday. The Momo Challenge, which has been linked to child deaths, encourages children as young as five to harm themselves or others and even to take their own lives. The character, a terrifying doll with bulging black-ringed eyes, straggly hair and an evil grin, is inserted by hackers into popular online children's videos and hit games such as Roblox and Fortnite. She then orders children to follow her instructions, threatening that bad things will happen to their friends and family if they do not comply. So this is in all the papers, right? Apart from the sun. Well, I I didn't see it in the sun. Here's the thing. When we called it yesterday, it's, it's fake. It's fake. There's no actual evidence that the Momo Challenge actually exists. There's no evidence. Could have been set up by Donald Trump. Could have been. It's unlikely. I don't think the thing is, I don't think it was set up by anybody, right? I don't think it exists. There was a guy on Radio 4 today, and he'd he'd done some research, and he'd phoned children's charities and helplines and all of this, and nobody, nobody has reported any... Um, any incidents of this Momo challenge? Videos in YouTube? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's fake. It's fake news. It's lies. It's um, lies, lies, and, and more blooming lies. That's what it is, Alan. It's catfish of the YouTube world. Exactly. Well, listen, Alan, I'm very sorry to hear about your, your sad news, but um, one door closes, and I'm going to guess that the rest of the doors will probably actually stay closed and, and, and probably bolted from the inside. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Maddie. Good evening, Maddie. Good evening. Good evening to you, Maddie. It's ten past ten on a what? I don't even know what day it is today, Maddie. What day is it? It's Thursday. It's Thursday, Maddie. I'm going to be honest. You sound younger than um, our usual uh, average age of caller, which is fifty-two. You sound about twenty-seven. Is that is that close? Mm. Am I close? Uh, I'm about 25, maybe, around about there. You're 25? What year were you, what year were you born? 
1992. You're just making that up. That wouldn't make you 25. That would make you 40. I don't know. You I d- don't know, Matt. Hey, your voice is croaky as well as mine. How yes. How old are you really, Maddie? Come on, let's have the truth. I'm, I'm nine. You're what? You're what? I'm nine. You're nine years old. Happy... Um, I was going to say happy birthday. Is it your birthday today? That would be something, wouldn't it? No, my birthday is in September. All right, calm down. I only asked. I was I was reading today that the best day to have your birthday, and I don't know why because I didn't read the story because, as you know, newspapers are boring, but the best date to have your birthday is June the 15th. I don't know why. Um, but mine's June the 9th, so I'm not far... Hey, does your do your parents or guardians know that you're calling a rather rude, grown-up radio show? You should hear my mum. Is she... When, when a car drives, like, overtakes or something, she's like, she's like, Jesus, bloody man, this bloody dickhead! What the... Watch... Right... I, I don't know where you are, Maddie, but I'm. Can we get some bars of uh, Palmolive? I'm driving up to uh, Maddie, and I'm shoving those in your mouth. Wash your mouth out with soap, young lady. <laughs> Outrageous! I don't care. Bring, bring, I, do, bring, I don't. I don't. Hello, child services. Sorry, no, it doesn't matter. You're, you're not my kid, so I can do what I want. Listen, your mother may be um, an absolute uh, disgrace of a human being, but you don't have to be like her, Maddie. You can. You can learn from her hideous awful common mistakes and you can make something of your life you don't have to be the washed up loser that she is maddie you can achieve something you can achieve so hey listen here's the thing right why don't i adopt you yeah you want to you want to be adopted by the guy that um from the from the jungle yes all right here we go now i'm going to adopt you I'm going to be like Daddy Warbucks, okay? I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to buy you expensive clothes. You're going to live on my luxury farm, um, and you're going to dress in the finest clothes. But, and there is a but, Maddie. You're going to have to work, and you're going to have to work hard, okay? The floors the floors need scrubbing. The windows need cleaning. The chim- I'm not Cinderella. I don't care. I've adopted you now. You're mine. The chimney needs a good old scrub from the inside, so now it's Mary Poppins. So get up that chimney, girl, and scrub it. <laughs> this is all crap. What's your language? This is outrageous. Like, if my my um, if my nine year old boy spoke like that, I would um, I'd take off my belt and I'd, I'd uh, wallop him. Maddie, you've called in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Maddie, you've called in. Why have you called in? Is it Brexit? I wanted to tell you about the Momo Challenge and why you should 100% not do it. Okay. Is it partly because it's not real? Um, yes, that's one thing. Yeah, okay, go on. So reason one, why well, you shouldn't do the Momo Challenge, reason one is it's not real. What's reason yeah. two? The Momo Challenge was created by this guy who took advantage of some people on the internet. And how you said it's been appearing on yeah. um, kids' channels yeah. and games yeah. that are very, like, socialised and stuff. Socialised. Um, people take people can take more and more form a lot of the time. Yes. But the problem is 
with the Momo Challenge, obviously, as you said, it comes to self-harm, which is the last thing you'd want to do. It is the last thing you want to do. But here's the thing, Maddie. I'm guessing you've not seen one of these Momo Challenge videos, right? No. Right. Um, I would never watch one. No, no. Never, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Maddie, right? It's not real. I know. But but who told who told you about it? Um, I've seen it on the internet, and people okay. are like, oh, have you seen this Momo yeah. girl? Some people are saying she's real. I'm like, how can this girl, who looks like she's been, I don't know, dragged out of hell? Well, she has. half chicken. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? So Momo is a character in a grown-up film, right? And Momo does pop up in a couple of games on Roblox. I don't know if you've played Roblox, but she pops up in a couple of games. I've seen her in a couple of games my, my boys play. So Momo you know, kind of exists in video games and stuff. But here's the thing, Maddie. These videos um, that you hit, you read about online and maybe your friends have talked about, the videos don't actually exist, right? What happened was a couple of adults said they were real and then they got printed in the papers and then the police kind of put some statements out and no one actually bothered to check whether they were, the stories were real or not. So... The videos don't even exist. So you don't even have to worry about watching a video on YouTube and maybe seeing one of these things by accident because they don't exist, right? Trust me, they don't exist. Okay, and that's why I just wanted to say that it's a waste of time, really. Now, back to Brexit. Um, If we have... I mean, what do you want? Do you want... Theresa May's deal, or do you want to leave with no deal, or would you call for a second referendum? Thank you very much indeed. We actually had to dump a nine-year-old. We actually had, let's turn Catherine's microphone up. We had to we, come on now. That, come on, Maddie. I like a laugh, but that's going a little bit too far. Thank you very much indeed. Actually, had to dump a nine-year-old. So, anything happened while I was out? <laughs> yeah, I I adopted a gobshite. <laughs> She's got some rather old-fashioned attitudes. Come on now. Uh, Maddie, I like a laugh. Mum, I like a laugh, but that was crossing the line. That's that's inappropriate. Uh, let's take a quick break, shall we? 0344 499 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You can give us a call about anything you want. We've debunked the... Uh, the, the Momo challenges in nearly all the papers today. I, I bet the revelation that it's not actually real will not be in all the papers tomorrow they'll keep they'll keep printing the stories like they do with the killer clowns it's, it's nonsense and we called it out yesterday there was a big thing on radio 4 about it today this guy said i've i've investigated it no one else does police have put out statements about it um <coughs> some of the local facebook groups i'm a member of had like warnings for parents the, the schools have put out statements and stuff like that and this guy said, I've, I've researched it. There's, there's literally no evidence for it at all. My kids' school, both of them sent out things saying this is nonsense. Good for them. That's a bold move. And well that the done. children need to know that. Yeah, good for them. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Discussion's brilliant. On Talk Radio. I don't understand how... And it's bugged me for a while, but I've not... The, 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 um, Eamon's trailer. You're wearing glasses? Yeah. Okay. I've been wearing them since I picked you up, like, what was it, four hours ago? I really had not noticed. I couldn't drive in today. I, I couldn't drive. I, just, I got scared of driving. I went and bought a car today, and normally it's a drawn-out, torturous 
experience, but I got recommended a car dealership. I, I knew how much I, I, I could afford. I looked around and I went, um, yeah, I'll take that one, please. And that was it. That was it. And the guy was like, um, uh, I said, yeah, I'll take that, take that. I said, don't even bother trying to sell me any other crap. I, I'll just have that now. <laughs> he's like, okay. And I, that was it. God. That was it. Get it on Monday. Daddy war books. No, well, just uh, daddy um, didn't give a shit box. <laughs> it's not, it, you know, I, getting the money from the insurance and I got uh, some money the other day and it's like, well, I'll, just, I'll just get that. It's done. Uh, but the thought of, um, oh man, the thought of driving. So thanks for driving me in tonight. And you're, I'm assuming you're going to drive me home as well? Well, okay. Let's see how you get on. Just didn't fancy it. I, did you notice I was flinching the whole time you were driving? No. Very, very nervous passenger. Very nervous, and I would never. I know. Listen, and I was going really carefully as well. Yeah, I know you were, and I was really just wanting to shout out, slow down, and all of that. It's it's nuts, and it? it's absolutely nuts. Anyway, um, so it's um, Culture Week on Eamon Holmes's show. Just for a week? No, no, no. It's culture. Can we play that Eamon Holmes? I don't know if you can fish it out of the computer system, Sam. Sam is the young man who is, let's be honest, the brains of this organisation. If you phone up 0344 499 he's he's the guy you'll talk to. He's very nice. And he gives you a call back and, and kind of puts you straight through. Have you got it, Sam? You can you play it? Listen to this and keep our mics up. Spot the problem. Here we go. From Homer and Plato to Hawking and Pinter, get your essential update on the world of art and literature go. with Eamon Holmes Culture Week on Talk Radio. Every Tuesday afternoon, Eamon is joined by the editor of the Times Literary Supplement, Stig Abel, to discuss the latest developments in ideas, culture and the arts. Culture Week with Eamon Holmes, every Tuesday afternoon from Thor on Talk... Did you spot the problem? Did you not spot it? Go on. Play it again. I mean, it's just, it, it, once you know, you see it, it's, it's glaringly obvious. From Homer and Plato to Hawking and Pinter, get your essential update on the world of art and literature with Eamon Holmes Culture Week on Talk Radio. Every Tuesday afternoon, Eamon is joined by the editor of it? the Times Literary oh, Supplement. Yeah. It's Culture Week. Every, Every Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. afternoon. <laughs> also talking about Homer and Plato and then saying, it's your update. I've known about them for a while. Nothing, nothing, Have they done something new? Nothing has, uh, not, not much has changed on the uh, the Homer and Plato. What's Pinter unless, knocked out? Unless, of course, it's Homer Simpson and Dana Plato, in which case, there's a reference for the kids. <laughs> um, in which case, wasn't Dana Plato the girl in um, Different Strokes? I think she was. Oh, was she? I think she was. She's passed as well. It's, uh, it's all very, very sad. But yes, it's Culture Week every Tuesday afternoon. It's weird, that, isn't it? It's a um, strange old thing. 0344 is the phone number. Um, oh, in the last hour of the show, uh, the interview I did with Nick Jones, the, the folk singer. It, uh, I mean, just, uh, I think really think you're going to enjoy it. I'll explain a bit more a bit later. Um, very slow, very gentle. Um, and I'm going to play a song in a bit that his wife sent me. It's a song he wrote a few years ago. We played a version of him doing it. But she sent me a version of a school doing it. I listened to the first 30 seconds and I just, I can't listen to this anymore. So we'll play it on the air in a bit. It's, uh, it, it's I mean, wow, man. It's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. Um, let's go to Ruby first. Good evening, Ruby. Oh, um, good evening. 
Okay. Sorry, That's I'm, right. I'm so nervous. My heart is beating really fast. Well, right I'm, now. I'm glad your heart is beating. That's that's a, always a bonus. Okay. We'll, what we will do is we will try and slow it down to a more reasonable uh, rate. It's funny, isn't it? I get nervous when I'm on the end of a phone to a radio station. I don't know why. I've never ever called into a radio station ever before in well, my life. Catherine and I are honoured, Ruby. What did you call in about? Uh, um, sorry. You okay? <laughs> hey, you take your time. Sorry. What's going on, Ruby? Well, I've had, I've had depression and anxiety on and off for a very long time now. Yeah. Sorry, you must be sick of callers bombarding you with things oh, like that. Oh, no, I'm, I'm honoured and humbled that people want to share this stuff. So you just take your I time. I people talk about it a lot, yeah, you, this kind of issue, but I, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to be... I'm not making any sense. Forgive me. You're making perfect sense to us. Yeah, I... Well, I... Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here a bit, but basically I went to the doctors today. Yeah. And... Um, I I've been put on a low like the lowest dosage of citalopram, which okay. I used to take before, but it affected me badly, so I stopped stopped taking it for a while. Right. I've been given the um, ten milligrams now, and um, we'll see how it goes after today. Did you tell your doctor that it had affected you badly before? Um, I did, but that was a higher dosage. Okay. So I was I was given a high dosage to begin with, and then brought down. Like, okay. As long as you told your doctor the history, then that's that's good. Yes. Yes. And um, I have been referred on to therapy as well, which is something else I've never done before. But at this point in time, I feel it, it, it's it's um, a good step forward for me to talk to someone unbiased. Yeah. Because um, my family and friends, they've been an amazing support. Like, I can't thank them enough. But sometimes it's nice to speak to someone that's, you know, that's partly why I'm calling the show as well. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm so nervous. No, this, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of talking therapies. And the, 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 the um, joy, joy's probably not the right word, but the joy of sitting in a room with a stranger for 50 minutes and because that's what a therapy hour is and being able to tell them anything anything you know however weird however kinky however boring or mundane or small or huge and to not be judged by them is i find it so freeing yeah. so therapy's therapy's a great way to go and i'm i'm really pleased that you're, you're down for that thank you the, the, the thing that has triggered recently my um um was was a breakup that I had with somebody. Um, I well I don't know if you could really call it a breakup because it was somebody that I met online and we didn't manage to meet in real life. But um, it got intense very very quickly, and they said all the right things and. Um, was completely taken in by this person like for two months every single day we communicated mm. and they knew all the right things to say 
Can I just double check? It wasn't Alan Caddick, was it, Ruby? <laughs> I don't know if you heard the call early, earlier on from Alan that, some, that his girlfriend has disappeared. It just, it just sort of check it wasn't, was it, Ruby? Has she? Yes. She's gone already? She's gone oh, already. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, well that's, no. All right, well, that's something. Sorry. I'm sorry to make light. Go on. No, no, honestly, because I, I have been... Oh, it's going to sound so, so silly, but... Um, I've been crying almost non-stop since the day we, um, like, I, I won't go into all the details as to why it ended, but it, and it ended um, on Valentine's Day, effectively. Okay. After that, we did carry on speaking as friends, but it was, it was strained. Like, yeah. A lot of disagreements happened. Right. So, um, and then after that, they suddenly said, um, well... I can't contact you anymore. It's too difficult for me, so I'm going to block you. Okay. And I said, well, I was... A... In some ways, it's good, because it made it final, so there was no going back and forth, back and forth. But in other ways, it was like the final nail in the coffin, so that hurt hurt me again mm. and made me cry again. So... And I just... And is that sent you into um, a spiral, would you say? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. That was the big trigger of the moment, if you like. Because whilst I was with them, I'm not saying that life was perfect and rosy and I always had a good day, but it was like this blissful bubble where this person, they adore you, they tell you every day that they like this about you and they like that about you yeah. and that you're funny and um, you get I don't know if carried away is the right term but you feel like you're on top of the world Yeah. and they gave me that confidence and uh, I wonder why um, you don't have that confidence in yourself and why you need to 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 get positive affirmation about yourself from other people while you you don't have it within you do you know what i mean oh it, it's something i've struggled with yeah. most of my life to yeah. be honest it's yeah i get that a, i mean there are some i've had some wonderful moments in my life absolutely wonderful but then and but then there's always a point where i come crashing down and it's hard. I stay in that slump for days, weeks, months, and try as I might to focus on other things. It's it's very very difficult. Yeah, of course it is. Um, mm. but you managed within your slump. You managed to get in touch with a doctor and go and see a doctor. Yeah. So that is a huge positive and something you should be very proud of, that you, you managed to do that. Thank you. Um, and I... Listen, what do I know? I'm just an idiot that sits and talks on, on no, the radio. No. Honestly, I listen to you every night oh, and well. um, I look forward to it every single night. Well, thank you, Ruby. Well, listen, you are... Um, I, I, it sounds like a kind of t a talking therapy would be... Perfect. I, I'm guessing you'd... I, would I be... With this, I'm going to... Uh, with this, would I be right in saying you don't love yourself, do you? Uh, 
Very rarely. Very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. yeah. That's something it's that always I th- an issue. Yeah. yeah, that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I struggle with, and I think a talking therapy would be really useful in not necessarily fixing that immediately, but yes. perhaps highlighting a few reasons as to why you don't love yourself and why it would appear that you need to you know you, you need other people to make you feel good here's the thing i found out ruby <coughs> there are some people that exist in this world that don't need another person or other people to make them feel good they can feel good on their own now that yes. sounds incredible doesn't it absolutely but, yes. but some people can do that and i think it's possible to learn how to do that for people like you and me that don't do that naturally yeah and um i i I wish i could be one of those people that just have it naturally but you might have to do a bit of work to get it yeah but i think the work is doable i'm trying to do it um how low are you ruby are you are you let me ask let me ask a really serious question um uh are you thinking of harming yourself in any way no brilliant brilliant luckily no good all right well that's something that's something yes um yeah no that's something good i'm really really pleased to uh to hear that because i was getting a little bit concerned but okay good what is um what have you got tomorrow um i don't have any plans for tomorrow but i i usually call my best friend at least um once a day brilliant and she has been over the past two weeks i can't i can't tell you in words how invaluable her just talking to me and listening to me no matter how nonsensical i've been no matter how how much I've talked in my tears, she's listened, she hasn't judged, and she's given me words of incredible comfort. So, oh, that's fa- how long have you known her for? Oh, um, more than 10 years. There you go, yeah. You got one of them in your phone, then you're, you're halfway there. Yeah, is there any way that just tomorrow you could schedule? Just doing something nice for yourself. And it doesn't have to be anything big, right? It could be something big like going out and seeing a film. But it could be something small like saying, right, I'm going to have 15 minutes where I'm going to sit down with my phone turned off and the TV turned off. I'm going to have a nice cup of coffee and I'm really going to savour that cup of coffee. And the phone is off and the emails are off and the TV's off and no one can touch me for 15 minutes. 15 minutes of being completely safe and comfortable and really enjoying that cup, that cup of coffee. And do you know what? If at the end of it I fancy another one, I'm going to get up and make a second one and sit back down and just enjoy that. And then then turn the phone on again. Then if you want to watch telly, do you, do you know what I mean? Is there a way you can yes. maybe try and fit something like that um, into your routine tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to. Just a little bit of um, stillness and a little bit yeah. of peace and a little bit of just sitting with yourself uh, and... Uh, uh, at the moment, it's um, it's just so hard because thoughts yeah. of the person I was speaking to, it's just going round and round and round yeah. in my head. It's um, I've never felt like I I have been with other people, but I've never felt like this about anyone else. The way they got under my skin and really, 
because they um they made a lot of promises to me too. Oh. I I will do this for you. I will do that for you. All you have to do is this, this, and this. And I said, well, it's difficult for me. But um, so there was a a, a clash. Yeah. There, and that put pressure on me and increased my anxiety and so on. Sounds the, like you were taken advantage of and manipulated a bit and that isn't your fault that isn't your fault at all yeah ruby it's not your fault you've not done anything wrong at all switch that off can you i know i know you can't just switch that off that'll that'll go but you can't just you know rip the batteries out and it's it's off you're gonna have to sit with it for a bit um but also a a therapist ages ago said to me something great and it blew my mind you're not your feelings you are not your feelings and uh, feelings and thoughts they, they come and you can notice them and uh, you can you can say in your head or you can say out loud, all right, there's that thought there about that guy. Um, but uh, I'm just going to let that thought float past and I'm not going to hold on to it. Yeah, because I find it so hard to separate myself from what's going on in my head. Yeah. Thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Sometimes... I'm brilliant at it. I go about my day, I have a happy day, and nothing bothers me, and then there's that point where something triggers me, and then... I just... I I don't know why I can't stop thinking about this person, even though I I found out exactly the type of person that they are, and that we probably wouldn't have been compatible anyway. I love the way... I love the way you said probably. (laughs) Definitely. But I can hear you. I can hear you even now defending. Defending again is slightly the wrong word, but it'll do for now. Defending this person and what they did to you—they've abused you, Ruby. And uh, I think deep down you know that. And abusers are great because they—they make it so the person they've abused doesn't realise that that's what's been done. That's how kids get groomed. That's how all kinds of things happen. Yes. And um, in, in a kind of roundabout way, that's what's happened to you. And you deserve better than that. You are a beautiful person. And I mean that from a spiritual thing. I've been talking to you for 15 minutes. I can tell that you are a beautiful human being. And you deserve to be happy. Thank you. I'm not going to say how old I am, but... I feel like I was old enough to know better. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how old you are. We're all we're all learning. Yeah. We're all learning. I think tomorrow's gonna be a, a tiny 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 little bit better than today. 
And then I think Saturday's going to be a tiny, tiny little bit better than Friday. Sunday might be a little bit worse. But you, you notice, you, I, I, I guarantee over the next few weeks, you're going to be on, a, on an upwards trajectory, primarily. There'll be a few little stumbles back down. It's going to take a while, but you've got your friend, you've got your doctor, you can give us a call any time you want. And you're a good person, Ruby. You've got this. Thank you. And now that I've spoken to you once, it's not so intimidating. Exactly. <laughs> I considered calling in many times before, but something always stopped me. That's Kath. Today, I thought. Kath stopped you. Kath stopped you because you're scared because she's got a big mouth. I'm Catherine, terrified. you scare people like Ruby away. Apologise. I'm always shouting. <laughs> she, she's, she's a lovely person. You both she's, are. I enjoy she's my listening. best mate. Yes, I, you, she's the one. She's where well, you've got your friend that you call. She's the one that I call when I'm struggling, and she's been very helpful yeah. to me recently. So, people like that should yeah. be treasured. Definitely, Ruby. If you feel like giving us a call tomorrow, if you feel like giving us a call a bit later on, we're here until one. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing I hope that you with could us. Hear me through my tears. Uh, listen, you did. You did a great job. You've got. You've got a perfect you. voice for radio. Oh, thank, thank no, you. Very soothing, don't you think, Catherine? Yeah, brilliant. Very, perfect for late-night radio. Ruby, thank we'll speak you. again soon. Take care, won't you? Yeah, thank you very much. All right, thanks very okay. much. Cheers, bye-bye. What a nice lady. What a nice person. Yeah. Thank you, Ruby. I, uh, a lot of people have got a lot from that. Katia, then we've got G0344-4991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to uh, Katia. Good evening, Katia. Hello. Oh. Hello. 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 Um, hello. 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 I've got. I've got two questions. Is hello. this a recording? No, it doesn't. What? Well, it sounds what? like a recording. She's on the Skype. What? What is the date? <laughs> what is the date today? Quelle est la date aujourd'hui? Oh, well, uh, hang on. It's the 28th of February. What year? It is the 28th <laughs> of, of February. February. What year? 2019. And what yeah. is the uh, time? I mean, oh, 22.48. If this is a soundboard, it's, it's one of the better ones that I've been <laughs> confronted with. I'm uh, absolutely thrilled. Okay, okay uh, Robot Katia, what can we do for you this Question. evening? Okay. Are you still in our country? Not really. <laughs> good, good. All right, I'm glad you got out. I, I can't say where I am. Anyway, oh. so man. <laughs> are you in hiding? Have you found a bunker full of other Europeans? Yeah, <laughs> before they deport me. Question one. Question, question one. one. Question one. Here we go. Let's, yeah. let's, let's start the quiz. So, Katia's quiz. I, we do this every yeah. Thursday. I want Oh, no, that's a myth. Is it a myth? Okay, someone told me that in medium size to big uh, size yes. radio, the, there are safes. Okay? So, and when the. In medium dies, size to big size radios, there are safes. <laughs> is that what she said? Well, yeah, that's what they, they told me. What, and in then, the radios? Then, what, by, like the ones in, by your bed or something? The one in the kitchen? Well, no, 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 the stations, the stations, like you're in the radio station now. in the the radio station. You should have put the word station in because I thought you meant like you'd open up Oh, come on, this isn't her natural language. Well, you should make more of an effort. 
It's too late yeah, now. I'm making an effort. She's on her way out. Okay, so medium to large size radio stations, they have safes. Okay, yeah, probably, yes. Yeah, they're they, petty they? cash. Well, they probably have a safe oh, somewhere, yeah. Okay, and uh, there is a letter huh? uh, for when the Queen dies. Well, you have to... A letter? Uh, and what does the yeah. letter say? <laughs> if you're reading this, the Queen is dead. It's written by the Queen. <laughs> if you're reading this, I have died. <laughs> So, so is that true? A letter? But what does the letter yeah. say? Well, I don't know. He said that. To, I, I was gonna. I, I said, listen, I'm going to ask to this guy on the radio. Maybe he's going to tell me. So I'm asking you, is that true? I, I kind th- of. I think you've got it a bit to cock, but yeah, there's an, there's an element of truth. Kind of. There is, uh, there's like a folder, I guess. There's a folder. It's not in a safe. There's, oh. you, there's you, what does he call it, obit procedure or something? There's a procedure if the Queen dies or Prince Philip dies or Prince Charles dies or William or Harry. Uh, there's, there's a procedure for most of the royals, but it's slightly different for the important ones, um, that you have to... Um, well, well, all we have to do here is, I think we throw to Sky, don't we? Mm-hmm. We just have to slow the show down. We'll get a little message in our ear. For example, if the Queen died, right, Sam would probably be the one that would whisper in my ear, the Queen has died, we're going to throw to Sky as soon as you can. I wouldn't be allowed, if I remember my training properly... I wouldn't be allowed to go, oh, my God, the Queen has died. I wouldn't be allowed to say it. I would go, I would uh, finish the conversation. I would say, okay, Katya, we have to move on now because we've got some breaking news. Thank you very much. Uh, We're coming up to nine minutes to uh, 11, and we've just had some very important breaking news, so I'm going to throw over to my colleagues at Sky. And then they would take take it over. And then there would be probably, if it's the Queen, there'll be about a week of... Oh, a week. Come on, it'll be a month. It would be some studios. Didn't um, the BBC studio have a white, like emergency light? Wasn't there an obit light? There was, yeah. Yeah, light would. There was a, a light, like you'd have a red light for a fire, because because you, you don't hear the fire alarm in studios. So you'd have a red light for fire, and a white light yeah. for obit. Uh, but the problem was that the radio station I used to work at is that it used to go off every Thursday when they um, oh. they used to test the fire alarms out. So. Uh, if uh, a notable member of the aristocracy had popped their clogs during that time, we would have all just been standing outside in the car park. i never forget the day um, Nelson Mandela died. and We were at the BBC, local BBC station and we came in the next day and all the music was black artists. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? It was like Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin oh, and, and stuff. Oh, and that'll happen again with the Queen. It'll all be sad songs. Yeah, yeah. But and they'll was, be careful about the just, lyrics. Just, just it, was black, <gasps> it was black artists because Nelson Mandela died. I, I, I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Does that answer your yeah. question, Katia? No, yes. Well, I'm a bit... Uh, I'm disappointed about not, the, you know, the oh. safe and stuff. Uh, what, you but... think our, our, version, okay. our version isn't better? Well, no. Okay, question two. Okay. okay. Um, Moving on. Yeah. Good. Question two. You said, you said, because I don't think that's true, and you probably made that up, but I want to be sure. What? About... Uh, well, the the guitar tech. You said Brian May's guitar tech. Oh yeah, this is tied, true. Yeah. Is it true? Well, this go on, go on, say it again. Go on. What what I said? He he hides he hides Brian May's guitar. It's funny enough. This like, I was... every day every day. Yeah. How no? That's not possible. Well, this is what I was I was thinking about this the other week. How weird this is, right? A few years ago, I was I had the privilege of going to Brian May's garage 
to do a little film about Vox amplifiers. It's on YouTube. And I interviewed Brian May, and he had, it, it, before he turned up, his roadie turned up with his famous fireplace guitar. And we got chatting, and I said, how come you've got his guitar? And he said, ah, Brian doesn't have the guitar in his house. This is absolutely true, right? Yeah. He doesn't have the guitar in his house because it would be an insurance risk because it's, like, priceless. He said, so I take, I bring the guitar to work, and then I take the guitar home, and I take it to different places and brian never knows where his guitar is oh. and i was thinking about this the other day thinking that's that's nuts right that's really dumb yeah but that is true and i've i've spoken to a queen fan um reese thomas uh and reese told me that that's kind of quite well known in queen circles Do you know why why so you don't get people holding him up at gunpoint, asking him where his yeah. guitar is. So oh, if yeah. he makes out that he doesn't know where it is... Oh, or if they, if they do hold him up at gunpoint and he doesn't know, they shoot him in the knees. and then they Just not the fingers, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. How does that work, though? Because if he were to die... It. I just explained it to you perfectly. <laughs> no, no, because imagine, imagine, if he were to die and we don't know where he put the guitar does he like write every day where he puts the guitar no he keeps no rec- he keeps no record of it he ke- if he kept a record of it then yeah. people would 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 find out they would just get the bit of paper that, that underneath the one he'd written on and they just gently yeah like murder she wrote i've seen that hey flipping it he's put it in the boot of his car yeah so no he doesn't keep a record they just have to trust that okay. he doesn't die yeah he has to try his best well, not that's to. The thing. Okay, okay, right. Okay, well that's excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much, Katia. I really, really appreciate the, uh, the 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 input to the show. There. Good evening, G. Evening, boss. Evening, Kath. Yes. Hello. What you got for us, G? I'm glad I followed Katia, the not so secret Brexiteer, rather than Ruby's call. Yes, well, I, this is, I know how to um, to do a, do a radio show. So trust me, I know, Indeed, I know what I'm do. doing. I know what I'm doing. I, I, was, I was, yeah, it's like... Get to the point, man! <laughs> I've just spent 15 minutes running away from Momo. Aye, Momo challenge. So it is real. Oh, in that case, well, I, in that case, I apologise. I apologise. Listen, the Momo videos... Someone show me a Momo video. Someone show me one of these videos. They don't exist. Dude, there isn't one. They, exactly. They do not exist. There was a researcher on Radio 4 today who said that he'd researched it. It doesn't exist. Now, kids are scared now. Well, that's down to newspapers. That's down to newspapers. That's down to us adults. Us adults got it wrong. Yeah, and I'm going to say it. Daft mums. Yeah, well, no, there's a exactly. bit there's, Parents. There's, there's a bit of that. There's, well, no, no. Do you know what? No, I'm not going to say daft parents because... If parents read in the newspapers or yeah. they see it online, they'll believe it. So I would say it's I would say it's protective parents. Um, so no, I, w- I wouldn't blame the parents. I would blame social media mums. I would blame no, no no no. Do you know what? Maybe I was being harsh because it's easily done, right? Yeah. I have an auntie who yeah. is uh, otherwise really savvy, but you know she's not. She doesn't know about stuff like this and how... Exactly. Know. So she gets something, and well-meaning, and prote- in, in a protective fashion, she'll pass it on, and I'll think, oh, again. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I saw it posted on um, a Facebook group that I'm in, and it was, a, it was a well-meaning 
parent who's like, I've just, I've just seen this and I think it's important. So, no, I don't think you can blame the parents because the, the, the internet is the Wild West and we, we as grown-ups don't really know how it works and, and what is... Do- blame the, the papers that are printing it. Blame the Northern Ireland police force that put out a, a statement about it and what to look out for. Uh, blame that. But, no, the, you know, um, parents just trying to protect their kids. You can't, you can't, you can't knock that. Uh, thank you, G. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, I'm glad Stacey Dooley's been outed as the racist that she clearly is. It's about time. Well done. Uh, well done, everybody. Good. We got her at last. Dooley is cancelled. Does that mean Comic Relief is cancelled? Because that would actually be... Um... No, OK. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The Late Night Alternative uh, on Talk Radio. Weeknights from 10. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. Um... Uh, and um, someone else has just noticed um, about the the tone of the news. It's a questioning kind of tone. Um, what, what have we done in the first hour? We've sol- solved the Momo challenge. Don't need to worry about that. That's done. Um, we found out that Alan was... Uh, was it snatch-fished? Is that what, what they call it? Cat-fished. Catfished. Catfished, sorry. Was he? Because I missed that. So what happened? Well... The, he was supposed to be meeting this. His young lady Abby was supposed to come and meet his parents tonight. Then they were going to go and see the new Stephen Merchant movie. Yeah, but he, hang on, he'd met her in real life, hadn't he? No. Oh. And um, then uh, her Facebook is well, either her Facebook has been deleted, or or she might have blocked him, and then you can't see it. Uh, I, but Alan thinks it was a man. That, uh, that was uh, was out angling for him. And that's, uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of been an internet... Well, it has been with that and with Ruby's Call and um, with the Momo stuff. It's kind of been an internet-themed um, show. In the, After midnight, we're going to play an interview with Nick Jones. I'll kind of set it up just before the news at 12, but it's... Um, it's uh, I think it's really lovely. And Nick and his wife, Julia, and his daughter, Helen... Uh, made me feel so welcome. Was such lovely, warm-hearted people. Great cook. Helen cooked us tea. Made a lasagna. Ooh. The cheesecake was shop bought. That was disappointing. Um, no, but it was. Uh, <laughs> did you mark it down for that in the cabin I, the way I, home? I, I did a little bit, yes. <laughs> and uh, they made me feel so welcome. And um, we'll play. We'll play the song that Julia sent me in a bit. Actually, that that, that Nick had written recently. He's not written too many songs recently. He talks. It's really heartbreaking. He's a folk singer, and he, he a terrible car crash um, in 1982 that nearly killed him, and it, it ruined his career. He couldn't play guitar, and he had brain damage. And he talks in the interview about he's writing new songs, and then afterwards, Julia kind of said, "Yeah, but Nick kind of gets very focused and and doesn't really finish these songs, and some of these are just like a few words scribbled down and." Um, she kind of put the record straight, but they're a very funny couple, and he doesn't really remember much. Okay, and she just was just sat there, just shaking her head, going, "No, that didn't happen like that." And I go, "Right, go on, you tell me." 
you tell me what happened and when it happened and she would fill in the blanks of which there were many so basically his wife is his producer yeah very much so <laughs> and um and she said she said something really interesting that a lot of the st stuff that he remembers he doesn't actually remember he's just been told it so many times that the he's kind of that those are his memories are the stop the, the stop being told those stories uh, it's a really sad story. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it's there is an element of sadness in the story. There is also an element of um, of kind of triumph. But it's about love. That's what the story is about. The story is about love between those two. And and then the, the, we don't mention Helen, but we talk about his son Joe as well. It's a story about love. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And it's a cracking story. And I'm going to play a song in a little bit that I've not listened to all the way through yet. 0344 499 1000. We'll play Nick Jones after the, uh, midnight and then we'll also put it out as a podcast tomorrow. Before that, though, here's Scott. Good evening, Scott. It's Scott Slot. Oh, good evening. How are you doing? Uh, um, uh, I'm OK, Scott. What you got? In your um, it was about that ruby that rang in earlier. Yes. I, I do feel for the last. Is it over a fella or something? She's upset. Well, it's, it's just, just, just. I tell you what. Take, take those, um, take those big boots off. Stop stomping. Mm. You're, you're stomping a little bit, and I'm guessing you don't mean to. Well, so, not really. But um, if she wants something to be upset about, maybe. Okay, okay. I'm just going to guess that you were going to talk a load of rubbish there. I don't, I don't know what that was about. I don't know what that was. It was about. about two minutes too long. Mm. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate that, mate. Um, let's should we play that song. So this is um, um, I don't know how to work my computer. Okay, right. So this is um, uh, a song Nick wrote recently. We played a version of it. There's no studio. Well, there is a studio version of it, but it, it, him and his son aren't very happy with it. So who knows <coughs> if that will ever see the light of day. But then bizarrely, like a primary, I, I don't know if it's a primary school or maybe a middle school. Middle school. I, you don't get middle school. Yeah, middle I went to middle school. Anyway, school bizarrely recorded this song, and it's it's absolutely stunning, and it's um, uh, I think it's very prescient, and it will probably make me cry after the week that I've had. Um, so sit back for three minutes and have a listen to um, this. Hang on a second, let me uh, cue it up. So this is now written by uh, Nick Jones. <laughs> Bye. 
There's nothing like a slightly out of tune children. I thought they sang it beautifully, but that you just get that with dis- with with kids. That's ever so slightly discordant, slightly out of tune voices. The sound of a school piano. There's nothing like it. It's a very very British thing, I think. That wonderful, you know, those light brown upright school pianos with the tatty. Um, uh, sort of netting at the back. The, the what do they call it? Um, yeah, like the felt stuff. Hessian, Hessian, the Hessian, yeah. like the, the 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 tatty Hessian at the back. School piano. Oh man, I I want to buy an album. Please tell me there's an album called School Piano, and and it's that what a what a song. Wowzers, man alive, man alive. Um. Let's take a break and then we'll speak to Davey. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got, I've got a very poor internet connection. On Talk Radio. Did you see the picture of um, David Hockney after he got rescued from a lift? No. Oh, it's the best. It's the best picture. Someone tweeted it. Now, is it the one that's in here? So David Hockney. Oh, it's so good. I thought you were going to say the one with him and Joni Mitchell a couple of weeks ago. No, 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 no. Beautiful. No. no, 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 this is better. Right, so David Hockney painter he's old now he's got to be his late 70s early 80s yeah. he's going to an exhibition of his stuff he gets stuck in a lift oh man right. gets rescued you've, you've never huh. <laughs> he's 81 it was i'll show you the picture in a minute it was the moment the opening of an exhibition uh, it was the moment it was the moment that the opening of an exhibition featuring a post-impressionist master and britain's greatest living artist took a surreal twist on his way to the gallery, showing his works alongside those of Vincent van Gogh, David Hockney found himself trapped in a cramped lift in an Amsterdam hotel. Star- it's the best picture. It's the best picture. Staff used screwdrivers, drills and other tools to try to free the 81-year-old Yorkshireman and nine other guests. Um, they eventually managed to prise a gap in the door large enough to pass through glasses of water and a folding chair for Hockney. Eventually, firemen, yeah, the other nine. firemen arrived... Uh, at the Five Star Con- Conservatorium Hotel and wrenched open the lift which was stuck on the ground floor. You ready? It's the best, the best picture ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't he brilliant? He's loving it! He's surrounded by, what is it, five, uh, five men? He's got a fag on. 
Five firemen all kind of beaming around him, and he has got the biggest grin on his face ever. It's I, such a good picture. I love how he dresses. He's like a cartoon man. Mm. But he look, he would have every right to be peed off, furious, stomping. No, he sat there having the time of his life. Look at that. And all the firemen look really happy as well. I don't know if they know who he is. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Doesn't matter. They're all having a great He's time. He's just a rather jolly English gentleman. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? He's wonderful. Someone tweeted that earlier and I just thought it was such a lovely image. Davy is on the line. Good evening, Davy. Hey, good evening, Ian and Catherine. Good evening. Sammy. Sammy. Sammy, can you hear me? What have you got for us, Davy boy? Um, no, I just wanted to say um, very much appreciate for the work that you do on airwaves yourself, Kath and Sam. Okay, well, Sam, doesn't, and, Sam doesn't do anything. Sam doesn't really. do that much. He's I'm going to be honest. I, I don't mind the mention, but I mean, Sam's like a part timer now. He's in every other week. Amy does yeah, more. Than but, him. Uh, listen, he felt as a good call through you. He puts. He puts. Oh. He puts Alan Caddick on. Everyone through, I, but he's also put me on as well. Yes, I'd lump you in with Alan. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. It, Sam is Sam is an integral part of the team. We're big. We're big That's Sam it, fans. Listen, I am um, just sitting here in my house in Edinburgh. I just I really appreciate the way you spoke to the young lassie that spoke to you earlier on. Okay, Ruby. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Ruby, and um, you know. You take an awful lot of crap in the media. Do I? For From whom? Tell me whom. Tell me who's who's doing it. Whom is doing it? I will go and bust their ass. Well, you know the crap. You know they want talking about. I know. But I, I, you are still there. Yes. To try and help people through it because of your life experiences yourself. Yes. And you've never shied away from that. Well. And you've been brave. And strong enough and big enough to stand up and say, this is what I've done in my life. Yep. This is where I've been. Yep. This is where I am now. And I'm living this life now. If somebody phones you up, if you can help them anyway, you do it. And I really, really was annoyed and disgusted and disappointed by the guy that phoned right after Ruby. Who Scott? I should have. I should have just dumped that. That was my. That was my I, bad. I, 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 no, no. But Ian. Yep. This is what it's all about, man. Yes. It's different life strands, isn't it? Yep. Different life strands. It is. It is. Well, listen. We're all. Um... It's life experiences. Yeah. Oh. I've got an experience of life that's no maybe conventional, no perfect, no brilliant, whatever. But it's your life. Other people. Other people. Yeah. I've got different life strands. Yeah that they went through and they cannot touch the people that have been through the shit, seen it, done it and came through the other side. And I'll tell you something, young man. Yes, sir. Young yourself man. and Catherine and Samuel, well, you're three of the people that's doing a hell of a lot to help people. All right. Well, listen. I've had the shit okay. hit the fan for okay. them and... You know, come through the other side. I wonder if, if, if shit did actually hit a fan, I don't think it would oh, do that much. Oh, it would be very it messy. Come on. Against the wall. It would, I don't know it if it would. It depends on the consistency. Yeah. I think the smell would be the issue. But it's not like it's going to hit the fan and then suddenly well, everyone well, well, in the room is covered well, in feces. How big is the fan? 
How big is the, the feces? The one thing you've got to ask yourself is... Yeah, do you feel lucky? Is it going to be a log or is it going to be a splat? OK, thanks very much for your call, David. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, you're uh, asking the questions that we I all need to... I ask every single morning, David, when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> is it going to be a log? <laughs> is it going to be a splatter? Here's the big news story of the day, and well done for the Mail Online for, for sourcing this. <laughs> Linda Robson seen smoking a cigarette on day out with husband Mark nine years after quitting for health reasons. I'm glad the Mail Online have got this. This is important. At last, at last, we've got the dirt on Robson. We have got her bang to rights. Don't believe it? There's pictures. She is busted. Let me read the story. Is she, is she like 14? Linda Robson was seen smoking a cigarette. As she stepped out in North London on Monday. North London? Nine years after she quit smoking due to health reasons. The Loose Women panellist, 59... 59. ...stood in the sunshine as she puffed on a cigarette... Could she? ...with her husband Mark by her side. Three years after an interview in which she said she had kicked the habit, liar! Do you get the feeling that the reporter only gave up smoking because he thought he was doing it alongside Linda Robson? He feels very let down. Linda looked focused <laughs> as she lit up in the street before climbing into a car and continuing the cigarette. She looked focused. God, it's as if she was enjoying it. Uh, this is outrageous. Then the caption there, smoke. Linda Robson seen smoking a cigarette. Caption, break. The Loose Women panellist, 59, stood in the sunshine as she puffed on a cigarette. The star, who previously admitted to starting smoking in her early teens... What? ...cut a casual figure in a jumper, jeans and fur-lined jacket as she headed out. No shoes? Uh, it says here, the Mail Online has contacted representatives <laughs> for Linda... <laughs> ..to and say ITV she's going to have to smoke the whole comment. packet... <laughs> <laughs> in a, they've con the mail online. I'm glad. Well, they've contacted representatives of Linda and ITV for comment, but they've not had the decency to get back to you, Mail Online. Don't let this lie. Don't drop this. She is a liar. My kids look up to Linda Robson as an inspiration. She's smoking nine years after she said she stopped smoking for health reasons. The story continues. Gosh. In a candid interview with The Mirror in 2016, uh, uh. the actress revealed all about her addiction to smoking. She estimated she smoked around 20 cigarettes a day, starting from when she was around 12. Well, in that case, you can double the amount that she claims to have smoked. Um, uh, there we go. Um, the star managed to quit the habit at the age of 34 after smoking throughout her first pregnancy. Scumbag. <laughs> The decision was taken due to a series of family health scares. Yeah. Her mother, Rita, had two heart attacks due to smoking and her father, Bobby, died from lung cancer. The Loose Women star admitted she stayed off the cigarettes until her 50th birthday, but within a week, she was back smoking four, 40 Marlborough menthol cigarettes a day. She said an ultimatum from her daughter... None of this adds up. She said... An ultimatum from her daughter, Lauren, in 2010, was the motivation needed to finally quit smoking. The star said, She told me she was trying to get pregnant and wouldn't let me look after her baby if I didn't stop smoking. 
In April 2017, Linda revealed she had smoked throughout her first pregnancy as she was unaware of the health risks. Linda, a parent to children Lauren as well as Lewis and Bobby with Mark, conceded that her own decision to smoke during her first pregnancy may well have been different had she been aware of the implications. I smoked all through my pregnancy because I didn't... I smoked all through my pregnancy because I didn't know the risks. It was about 34 years ago, she explained. Um, Deary me. Um, Linda, who has recently lost more than two and a half stone in weight after ditching alcohol and sugar, is now on the road to recovery after... Her. Well, there you go. We've got you, Robson. We've got you banged to rights. You've been caught. A 59-year-old woman has been caught smoking a fag. Busted. Broken Britain. Busted. In North London. Scumbag. Wearing a jumper, bold as brass. Scumbag. Like you're a grown-up person with your own mind and your own things that you her. might get a little bit her. wrong. We got How her. could you? We got How her. You? Banged to rights. I'm going to tell to my rights. kids in the morning. I'm glad they've cancelled Birds of a Feather. That'll <laughs> teach you a lesson. Outrageous. Well done, Mail Online. That is proper journalism that is dying, so I'm going to make a donation to the Mail Online's website of £50. Well, now we know the answer to the question posed in that famous theme tune. Oh, yeah. What'll I do when you... Here we go. It's quite a slow one. far away and I am blue. What'll I do? Smoke my bloody head off. There we go. That's exactly what she's going to do. This this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We've got Nick Jones in the last hour of the show. So if you want to give us a call, now is, is, now is the time to, uh, now is the time to do it. Yeah, don't you be won't, shy. You won't get the chance in the last hour, guys. Um, I've, uh, by the way, the um, uh, On Cinema Oscar special is on YouTube now, guys. I'd, I'd go and grab it. Um, I'd go and grab it while you can. Go and grab it while you can. It's very, very... I'm halfway through it. Very, very funny. Um, this is nuts. Um, hundreds of Muslim parents will take their children out of primary school tomorrow in protest against gay lessons. They're having lessons on how to be gay, oh. what to do, where to put the uh, PP and the butt butt. More than 450 kids. I wonder if this is like a, 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 it says Muslim here, but I wonder if it is purely. I mean, we know that the Islam, the, the hardline Islam and hardline Christianity have problems with uh, being gay. Hardline Jews, I don't know if they do Sikhs. I don't know if any other religions. Do I'm guessing. I'm going to assume they do. Yeah, Ten Commandments. Yeah. Thou shalt not um, put another fella's winky... Um, I mean, if that's... Where the sun don't shine. If that's the translation you go for. Translation. Um, more than 450 kids will be removed and a demo held, organisers say. They claim gay assistant head... Aha! Uh, Andrew Moffat, MBE, is promoting LGBT issues without their consent at Parkfield Community School, Birmingham. He has set up an awareness programme with books such as Mummy, Mama and Me. Two gay mums! Parent Fatima Shah, 29, said, quotes, uh, I won't do the Birmingham accent because I, I, I kind of hit and miss with it. It's totally wrong. 
Children are being told it's okay to be gay. Yet 98% of the... This, is, this sentence is nuts, right? This sentence is insane. But is she a, t- a statistician? It, this is insane. It's totally wrong, says parent Fatima Shah. <clears throat> Children are being told it's okay to be gay, yet 98% of the children at this school are Muslim. We read that again because it doesn't make any sense, right? It does make sense if you follow one thing. It's totally wrong. Children are being told it's okay to be gay, yet 98% of the children at this school are Muslim. So what she's saying is, um, if you're Muslim, you can't be gay. Mm-hmm. Not not just if you're Muslim, it's wrong to be gay. But if you're Muslim, you can't be gay. Just you just can't be gay. Just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. People like that. Who knows what was the, the, the sentence before this? Who knows the sentence after it? To give it a bit of context, but also I wonder whether they um, are not allowed to be around gay people. You don't want to know about it, so you don't need to. Here's the thing, Fatima Shah and um, the Muslims that are uh, pulling their kids out of this, and the Christians, if you know that. Yeah, yeah, it's okay to be. You know what? It's okay to be gay. It's okay to be gay. It's normal to be gay. It's not mathematically normal in a, in that there are, you know, statistically more hetero ki- people than gay people, but it's normal to be gay. And also, as we're it, kind of evolving as, as a species, we're becoming aware that it's not binary. It's not black and white. It's, there's uh, shades of grey. There's, there's all different... There's all different... Everyone's a little bit... Some, you know... So, yes, Fatima Shah, it's okay to be gay. Uh, whether you're a Muslim, a Christian, an atheist, whatever. Yeah, it's okay to be gay. You're pulling your kids... It's not gay propaganda. It's not like you guys going in going, right, well, this is what I like to do, guys, um, Is and then putting on, like, a gay porno. It's not It's not that. You might want to give this a try. It's not that. So, yeah, pull your kids out, you, you absolute thick idiot, but you're you're doing your kids an utter disservice, and you're doing society an utter disservice. yes. Here's the thing. It's okay to be gay. Can't believe you've even got to say that in 2019. It's here's okay another, to be gay. Here's another thing. Yes. People are going to be gay whether you're okay with it whether or you not. like it or not. So, yeah. um, And, you know, the, the people that try and suppress their um, their gayness... I'm trying to... I've got a gay song somewhere. Yeah, people that try and su- suppress their gayness, you know, a lot of them end up killing themselves. So, um, yeah, where's... I've got a gay song somewhere. Let me get a gay song. Let's, we... Um, Hang on a minute. Stay there, Nelly, Simon and Billy. I'm going to play a gay... Brace yourselves. Singing, we're glad to be gay. Singing, we're happy this way. Hi. Here we go. This is a Fatima Shah and all the parents, Muslim or otherwise, that are pulling their kids out of gay lessons. It's OK to be gay. Absolutely OK. Wonderful, beautiful to be gay. Perfect, wonderful, lovely. Joyous, loving. Um, let's try Billy. Good evening, Billy. Hello. Hello, Billy. You all right? Yeah, my radar's just gone off, yeah, so be right. careful. Okay. What you got yeah, for us? I just thought I'd call you up for a chat. Just talking. Um, I heard what you're saying there about gay people as well. Okay, thanks very much for your call, Billy. Let's try Simon. Good evening, Simon. <laughs> I'm glad he agreed. Hey, Hello, Simon. Simon. How are you doing? All right, mate. What you got for us? Um, just want to thank you, Ian. Thank you for um, introducing me to new music. Oh. The amount of songs, and I'll give you a few examples. There's the, the Matt Monroe song that you play at the top of the hour occasionally. Oh, yeah, that's good, then. Kelly's song, which you introduced me to as well. Wh- which song? 
You and did you and Kath sing a Kelly song at one of the uh, rabbit holes? Oh, um, the the, song. the the star, the star uh, Yeah, the much I love you. You know the song. Oh, Kelly. Little bird. No, Little Star. Star, Little Star. That's a great song, Little Star. I love that. The Imani Coppola stuff is brilliant. Well done. All of it. But but I just wanted to try introducing you to something. Are you aware of an artist called Francis? A female, a British singer. Um, Do you know what? The name rings a bell. Are you spelling it Francis E.S.? It's E.S., yeah. Say It Again is probably her most famous single uh, from years ago. Um, and I just sort of okay, well, let's, fall let's, in love with her music. Let's have a little... Right. Hang on, let's have a little... Um, It'd be nice to get your opinion on it. You're going to get my opinion on it. You're going to get yes. it. Here we go. Here we go. I like it already. I like it. You run with the sun in your eyes And I love you, Arms baby Arms open to whatever you find Then there's me Trying to find a way Yes Of hearing three little words from I like your that mouth bit. Not feeling this heaven without Humor me I know you've said it, but Say it again Ooh. I want to know that you mean it this time Say it again Cass not digging it. Uh, no. Uh, it's not really. Uh, it's not really my, that whole breathy thing, posh thing, is not really me. But maybe it's a grower, not a shower. All right. Yeah, um, it's a bit uh, sort of Judy Fordhamish a little bit. I think that's sort of, sort of take back. I think. Right. Uh, right. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you uh, one. Hang on. Uh, I'm going to get. Where? Uh, okay. I'm going to get. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you a song. I'll give you a song. Here we go. This is from a Swedish singer called Doris. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. This is Doris singing the theme tune to Film 94. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Swedish Doris, here we go. This is great. This isn't a joke, this is great. I wish I know how it feels to be free. in a very difficult to well, please... Well, it's just that that's a Nina Simone song. Yeah, but she's doing it her own... She's not really. She's doing it a little bit like Nina Simone. All right, all right. I'm going to find you a Doris... Hang on a minute. But not as good. All right. Oh, no, no, all right, fine, fine, fine. I'm going to find you a Doris song that you're going to like. Hang on. Um, I can't remember any of the other songs. Um, 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 uh, hang on, hang on. You better bring it. Uh, hang on a minute. Let me. I've got to find a. Hang on a minute. What? What did? You, what did we? Did that work for you in any way, Simon? Yeah, I quite liked it. Ian, your Spotify playlist. Mm, uh, are you in control of that, or somebody do it for somebody, you? Know, the songs that are on your show. Somebody does it. A guy called Ray does it. Uh, Brilliant. It's a great playlist. He's Ray does it. He does it all by himself. Hang on a second. Let me find. Oh, let me. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you a Doris song that you're going to like. Um, um, okay, here we go, 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 calm down. 
Last night, saying I didn't, I couldn't make love. I, maybe I didn't know how to handle tough guys like you. Yeah, <laughs> I like the lyric. There you go. There you go, Simon. Take Dorothy. Let me play you. A... <laughs> I know another. Um. Oh. Mm. There's another Swedish singer. It's a great sw- song. Hang on a minute. Is it Robin? Swedish female singers. No, it's not Robin. Who's making a comeback? And I, and good for her. Um. It's not Elena Paparitsu. Swedish female singers. Okay, just bear with me. This could take... This could... could... I can't think of too many in the genre off the top of my head. No, this could take... You started this, Simon, so we're all going to wait. Is it Sonia? Um, Oh. Come on. It's... um, Oh. It's such a good song. Um, um, Oh. Flipping heck. The show, the rest of the show is cancelled. It's, I think she might not actually be Swedish. Okay. Um, Scandinavian? She, she's definitely, right, I think she's Swedish female singer with a song, it's got the word man in the title. Um, oh, guys, guys, please. Some somebody somebody has got to help me. I've definitely got the word man in the title, so I'm just going to see all of them that's got man in the title. Bear, bear with me. This this is so going to be worth it. This is so so going to be worth it. It may not have the word man in the title. Um, oh, come on, guys! Somebody help me! I'm doing this all by myself here. Um, um, let me look under. She used to be an upper. No, she didn't used to be an abbot. You're being, you're being um, uh, racist. Uh, Only one of those women was Swedish. Uh, I mean, she may not actually be Swedish. Like fact. Yeah, it's fact. Frida's a Norwegian. Um, guys, I, I really, really could do with... I could do with some help here. Yeah. Someone, Somebody help me. It's a song... Um, it's a song by a woman... Come on, Simon, please. This is torture. I'm looking for a song by a woman. It might not be Swedish. Oh, God. What we, uh, Hang on a minute. Why don't you think about something else and it'll pop Stay up? Stay there. We're going to go to a break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's just, Simon, you've ruined, you've just killed the show because I just cannot find that and my head has exploded everywhere and it's now, the, the studio is now a bloody mess. Swedish female singer Zara Larsson or the lead singer of Ace of Base. Hang on, who's, who's, who's <laughs> hang on, who's Zara Larsson? No, it won't be her. Who's, who? She's modern. She's modern. Well, well hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Why would it? Why would it not be someone possibly modern? Because you like. Uh, no, 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 no. Dead people. No, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I do like dead people. Um. Uh. Zara Larson's with dancing type. 
could, it could be, let me see, uh, Zara Larson. No, it's not. Okay, let's just give up because this is awful. I'm going to find it one day. I'm going to find it one day, Simon, and you're all, then, then you'll all be sorry because I'm going to play it. It's a great song. I played it in a band I was in. Okay. Can you get in touch with the members of that band? I've just sent an email. <laughs> I've just sent an email to Spencer and to Yes, Simon, go on. What era is this song what you're trying to think of? Um, I'm going to say it is early 2000s. It's a, it's a great song. It's a great song. It's about four minutes long. If I do, oh god, I mean really. If I search we... my iTunes by yeah. legs, right? So I've got, got to let you go because we're going to go to talk to Nelly and then Nigel. But but thank you. Good evening, Nelly. Evening, Ian, evening, Kath. Hello, Nelly. What you got for us, Nels? Um, well, just to go to the, the Swedish thing, it's not the last from the cardigan, is it? No, it's okay. not Nina. Thank, no, it's not. Uh, it's not Nina. Unfortunately. Because I would be, I would be straight there. I would know that. Uh, no, Nina not, Pearson. I'm, look, I'm looking at songs that are about four minutes twenty-five. Cause I'm oh, will be, you stop it? Let it go. No, I cannot let it go. Such a good song. I mean, it's just one of the best songs of all time. Um, but uh, okay, okay, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm letting it go. Uh, what you got for You're us, You're not Nelly? letting it go. I can what? still see you no, not letting it no, go. No, I'm scrolling. You you talk to Nelly while I try and find it. Go on. You talk to Nelly you too, talk come to, on. I'm talking, I'm listening. Hello, Nelly. Hi, Kath. Um, so, I'm going to share something about uh, what's happened to myself over the last two or three weeks. Um, my bit of a, a gear change of a call that you sometimes nope. used to describe. That's all right. That's, that's, what, that's what the show is all um, about. And about. the reason I'm sort of sharing this is not to get sympathy, empathy or anything like that. It's more to do with just a shared experience that maybe your listeners could, maybe I can learn from them, they could learn from me or something like that. So, um, early January, um, myself and my, my good wife, um, found out that she was, she was pregnant. Um, and then about beginning of February, uh, she felt that there might be something not quite right. Um, she was bleeding a little bit. Oh um, and she was scheduled to do her first sort of meeting, which she has with a midwife a week later. Yeah. And there was a, a scan, and there was uh, something there, uh, an egg, but uh, no baby was there. Oh. They believed that... Uh, the egg was only like maybe six or seven weeks uh, developed, but we sort of knew it was meant to be bigger than that. Yeah. Um, and then the following week, it was sort of confirmed that there was no no baby there, basically. So. Oh, um, so um, the I mean, it's the, the problem is is that um, is the uh, option of that was sort of given as to what to do next because. We can just sort of let time, let time pass, and in, in the hope that um, she would miscarry naturally. Mm. That she could be given a, some medication to try and speed up the process, <coughs> or there could be some sort of medical procedure that she would have to go go through. Um, so we tried to sort of, you know, let nature take its course, but. Um, that it just hasn't happened um, yet. 
Um, she's now taking medication to try and hopefully speed up the, that process, as it were. Um, but it's still nothing is, is happening to move on. And it's it's really hard. I mean, you know, I'm, of course, you know, every time she's gone to the hospital, I've been there to hold her hand and, you know, give her a tissue or whatever because she's upset by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but it is hard to sort of find the right the right thing to do because as, as, as a man, it's, it's really, you know, it's nothing to do with me. She she has this, she's going through this physical experience, this more intense emotional experience, and I'm at a little loss as to what I can really do. Um, well, a couple of things. It is to do with you, but I get what you're saying. That 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 physically, you know, that 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 physically, it's it's her experience that she is going through with what you know the horrific thing that she is she is going through, and her emotions will be her emotions, um, but your emotions will also be you know are also valid. Whatever it is you're feeling, you are allowed to feel. You're allowed to feel crap. You're allowed to, you're, you know, you're allowed... To, how are you feeling? Well, this, this is the thing. I mean, it sort of surprised me how how easy, how quick I sort of moved on from it, really. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was... Very quickly, it was like an acceptance, and, you know, it was just a case of trying to move on, as it were. Um, I, I moved on quite quickly, and... I'm almost, you know, quite shocked at how easy I did get, you know, through it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, well it, it may be that you are, you have. It may be that it comes and bites you on the bum at some point because it's such a weird time and you must feel like you're in limbo. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, this would have been our, our second second child um, and we've sort of thought for quite a while that we would have a second child and mm. we were sort of unsure and then we thought, well, let, let nature take its, take its course. As it can, were. I ask, can I ask a question? Uh, and we haven't got much time, but I'm, I, I, okay. I, mean, I just want to... I think I've got a handle on this, but I'm not sure. Have you, all, have you Nelly, already been able to accept the fact that there is no child and therefore there is not a person to mourn and, and is your wife still mourning that child that wasn't? No, I, I, I think that we have both accepted, but there's just that extra thing that she just wants to draw a line under it okay. and she wants to move on, but she, she, she just can't because of that extra bit of yeah. thing that she's got to do with her body to um, to move on. Yeah. Um, I am, I'm absolutely fine. I think she is fine with the whole idea that... Uh, the baby isn't isn't going to come. Um, it's just that extra physical barrier that she has to deal with. Yeah. Um... I've got a few friends that have been... Th someone I love very much has been through something almost that sounds almost identical to what you're going through there. Right. And I've had a number of friends who've had pregnancies that, for one reason or another, were not viable, didn't work out. And I do wonder about... You know, it's... 2019 and we're leaving women in that kind of situation and it's uh it's got to be really hard really hard and i'm really sorry you're going through that 
But you, 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 saying that you're, you're saying that you're not sure what to say or do. Um, I mean, being there is an important part of it. And sometimes there is nothing to say in situations when someone is going, someone we love is going through something. There's nothing, you don't always have to it's, say something. It's that thing of just making sure they know that you're walking alongside them, even though you can't take the burden from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, yeah, you, you're right. It's just, I'm just trying to be there yeah. for her as much as I can. Um, but, you know, there are just times where you sort of feel a bit useless. And again, a bit, a little bit guilty of how I managed to sort of dissolve, get over it very, very quickly, really, to myself. Mm. A little bit of guilt there. Um, well, that's because you're a decent person, so that's why you're questioning your emotions and, and the impact it might have on her. Uh, uh, is she being given <coughs> treatment that's messing with her hormones? Um, no, no not, not at all, no. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not completely aware of what she, the medication she was she was given, but she's given it, been given it um, just once, and then I think she has a second course of treatment. Right. And then if nothing happens after 24 hours, then... Um, I think the next step would be to, to explore surgery. Oh, bless her. Ah, oh, mate, it sounds like you're um, uh, you're both going through a, a crappy time. But please don't feel guilt. Listen, whatever we feel in these situations are all valid and all acceptable. Other people outside may not understand them, but if you're feeling that you've kind of, you know, you're feeling that you have moved on to whatever extent you feel you have, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine to feel that. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, the strange thing as well is that there's been like our, you know, I've got a four-year-old son, and he's sort of just start as it happened the last couple of weeks, has started to do extra things in his personality, which you know, just he's, you can see him changing. He's you know doing a lot of funny things, and yeah. he's getting you know obsessed with you know zombies at the minute and horror things, and he's oh, have yeah, got an obsession yeah. with that at the minute, and you know that sort of feeling of seeing a person develop is a joyous one and even with all that I seeing that in front of me I'm still not thinking what if I'm yeah. still that's not really entering my head it's just sort of well it's just something I can't yeah. you, you, I want experience I can't control anymore so. yeah you're both waiting for something to happen that, you know yeah. that will un- do you know what you're lucky you've got each other remember that that you've got each other and and, and and you're in a unique position in that you're the closest person to her. You're a good man, Nelly. Thanks, Ian. You, Thanks, you can uh, you can move mountains, you two together, if you put your mind to it. So so well done. You're very very lucky to have each other. Thank you for that, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, someone has suggested it might be Lenny Marlin. She's Norwegian, mate. So no, it's not. Lena Marlin. Lenny Marlin. L e n e Lenny. Um, so thank you. Okay. So it's not her because she's Norwegian. It's going to do my. I think the song is called "The Game." I think it's called "The Game." It's got the. It's got the word "game." The game. You just type that in and see what comes up. Fifty Cent. No, it's not. It's definitely not. Not Fiddy. It's not Fiddy. The the game song by a lady. And let's see what comes up there. Lady Gaga game. No. Um, it's really. It's doing my head in. Doing my head. I wonder if uh, Nigel, do you know the song I'm thinking of? 
Well, I was asking Betty, and Betty didn't know what you were talking did, did, about. Did Betty not know what I was talking about? Ah, oh, shit. Oh, well. No, Betty doesn't know the answer to the question either. Oh, blimey. Um, Hello, Catherine. Yep. Hello, <laughs> Catherine. Yeah, again. Catherine doesn't Betty, really like... Betty wants to say hello to... Oh, go hello. <laughs> hello, Betty. Hello. Frank's done a whoopsie. On the carpet. done a whoopsie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Sounds like um, Betty's um, being held hostage. <laughs> oh, we're having a laugh. We're having a laugh. Well, I've got it. I'm all right. I'm all right. Frank Spencer, but I can't do Betty. I cannot do Betty properly. I can't do Frank Spencer. Don't, don't tell him that. I, I can. You can't. You know you can't. <laughs> hey, oh, it's, it's Nigel. Flipping <laughs> it. It's Nigel's time. I thought it was Mike Yarwood. Well, it's Nigel's time, but Nigel's time is very short because we've got to go to the news, Nigel. Oh, can I come back after? The news? No, because we've got a guest after the news. Oh. But, could you give us a call tomorrow. Uh, well, we're, yeah, I haven't got time for a song tonight. No, then. not at all. Goodbye. All right, see you tomorrow then. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. Right. So we're going to have a break, and then when we come back, we're going to speak to Nick Jones. I, I, so let me just kind of set the scene a little bit. So Nick Jane, Jones is a folk singer, um, recorded a couple of like hardcore folk albums in the early 70s, didn't record anything for years, <coughs> and then came back with three albums. Um, Noah's Ark Trap, which is just, uh, I mean, it's stunning. From a Devil to a Stranger, I think it's called, and the masterpiece is Penguin Eggs. Penguin Eggs is the one, right? But all those three are great. Um, and was just... Penguin X kind of took him to the next level. He was about to become a very big star. 1982, driving home from a gig, crashes his car into a truck filled with bricks. Um, Should have died. It looked like he was going to die for a long time. He didn't. He didn't die, um, but he was in a coma for a long time, and when he came round, his right arm is broken quite a lot of bones in his body. Not every bone in his body, as he says in this interview. Again, that was another bit where Julia went, he didn't. <laughs> but he broke quite a lot of bones um, and couldn't play the guitar and he had brain damage and terrible memory. Such a lovely man. Him and his wife, Julia, invited me to their house. It was a four and a half hour drive down to their house, just past Plymouth. Uh, I went there a couple of weeks ago. They were joyous. They were wonderful. They were gracious hosts. No, I went the, the weekend, just gone. Uh, so coming up, coming up after the news, you'll hear me speaking to Julia Jones and Nick Jones. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
Well, it is Saturday morning. It's 9.42 and I'm off to uh, interview Nick Jones, um, a man who I knew nothing about until I heard a brilliant programme on Radio 4, 4 Extra, actually, half past one in the morning a few months ago. And since then, I have become vaguely obsessed. Now, I'm driving all the way. It's, it's to, well, it's near Tavistock. It's miles away. Well, let me just see exactly where we're going. Um, well, it's four hours and 19 minutes away. 226 miles. So, man alive. I hope to get there by about, well, if I can get there for half two, three, take it nice and easy. That'll be good. Um, and we'll have a chat with Nick Jones and his wife, Julia, who have been incredibly accommodating and um, very kind. Right. Let's go. Fifty-six, I sailed on board a ship called Byron One. She's carried trawl, a men on deck, and a harpoon, whaling gun. Oh, you trawler men, come on, forget your snapper and your prawn. For it's out of balance, we'll sail, fishing for the humpback whale. Wine, just to say <laughs> thank you very much for oh, letting me come, very kind. come and say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very nice kind to meet you. you. Would you like to come from? Well, I'm uh, Aylesbury. Aylesbury. So yeah. it's just taken four hours or so. It's yeah. not bad, actually. It's not bad, and it's a lovely drive. Yeah. 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 Listening yeah. to some Nick on the way, <laughs> listening to some radio. It's fair mistake. Go and have a thing. Can I get you a tea or a coffee? Coffee would be lovely, please. Uh, White, no sugar. Proper coffee as opposed to oh, instant. Proper coffee if you have a proper <laughs> coffee. <laughs> All right, well, I'm in the house with Nick Jones. Nice to meet you, Nick. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, tell how long you've been in this house because this is incredible. It's an amazing view oh, out of that window. It's a lovely place. Yeah, been here about ten years. Yeah. Ten years. So, 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 before that, we were in rubbish places at Yorkshire. And <laughs> you can't say Yorkshire. Is Yorkshire rubbish? No. And, and uh, what's the place? Cambridgeshire as well. No, that was that was rubbish too. And Chelmsford. That was even worse. <laughs> So we started, when we moved, we'd always, I, hate, I, was, I always hate the places yeah. where we moved. This is the first place where I actually moved in and wanted to be here. What's so different about this place? Though? I don't know. It's it's just, yeah, it's just, it feels, feels nice. You know? yeah. And it also, it was it was a wreck which we had to redo. We had to rebuild it. You know? yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a lot of it had to be rebuilt because it, there were no floors. You know, there, there were no, everything wow. was a real mess. And the whole place was yellow. It was painted yellow. And it was all ridiculous, awful place. I 
say it's now very tasteful white. Yeah. Uh, there is a, there are flaws. You got yeah, flaws. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. That's it. There, there are wooden flaws over there. But uh, your, your cat is drinking milk out of that milk jug. Come on now, Smudge. <laughs> that's not for you, is it? Unbelievable. She likes milk. Um, cats like milk. Cat. Apparently, it's bad for cats. Yeah. You're not supposed to give them milk. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought they were something that they, they liked to have and then they were okay with it. Yeah. Uh, now, Nick, I was saying, I'm going to be honest, I didn't. I hadn't heard of you until about four or five months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I told you, I've got a, I have a, a strange relationship with English yeah. folk and I, yeah. I've tried it and I keep dipping in. Should I push her down? Come on, Smudge, that's not... She's gone. I would keep trying to dip in. Well, don't whack her with your cane. It's not that bad. Um, and it, there was just something about it. I just couldn't. There would be a couple of songs, and I just couldn't quite get into it. And then I heard this documentary about you on... It was on 4 Extra, one thirty in the morning. And just the story blew me away, and we'll talk about the story in a bit. But, man, your... What's the story? <laughs> you, 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 were, you were on the way up, and then you hit a truck. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the story. It's pretty good, yeah. It's, it's not a bricks. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. But the music, the music grabbed me. It was the first time I'd heard English folk, or, you know, at least a kind of variation on it, yeah. where it made me go, whoa, this is... This is incredible. How did you how did you get started? By having a, by, by having a, a, good, a method of playing, right. which was to hit the guitar and got a nice beat out of it. Yeah. And you whack it, you whack it with the your ball of your thumb hits the bridge, and you get a, a clicking, and it's, uh, it gives you, gives you like a drummer sound yeah. with, with the guitar, and that that, was, that supports the guitar. But how did you how did you develop that? When when did you? F- and I'm aware that you, your memory's not as good as it was. You've warned me, so there may be some blanks or there may be some lies. We just don't know. <laughs> but do you remember when you, we first got a guitar? Who who were you trying to be when you first picked I was up? Trying to be Hank Marvin. No, really? Hank, Hank Marvin. Marvin. Yeah. Wow. He's a great guitar yeah. player, I felt, and I wanted to be like him. So I wanted, so I played to play things like Apache and the Frightened City, wow. and I played them on the guitar to, to learn. And I had, I had a guitar, but it was uh, the first guitar I got was a, a Chinese, and it cost me four pounds ten. Yeah. That's ten shillings. That was yeah. old money, and uh, and I bought bought this guitar and. Trying to learn, learn to play Hank Marvin stuff on this on this guitar. People, I think Hank's been f- kind of forgotten that he was sort of the first British oh, guitar yeah. hero yeah. that we had, and he inspired a lot of people. Yeah. And he's sort of been consigned to to the history books a bit. I think. Yeah, but he's a great great guitar player. He was great, and then the shadows were, were ace. I, d- I didn't like Cliff Richards very much. I no. found him a bit of a strange character, but. Uh, I didn't really like him very much, but I liked the, the guitar, the yeah. guitar playing. Yeah. Well, then how? Because because Hank Marvin was was kind of rock, I guess you could rock and roll. Really? How did you then move from that to to folk music and traditional folk music as yeah. well? Well, I was asked to join a group by some, some people who were at the Halliard, and they were a group in Chelmsford, yeah. and they played 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 in this folk club they they owned. And the guy, who, the main singer, he used to have a, 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 reg, a magazine which was uh, called called just called folk music, I suppose, something like that. And uh, a title, uh, yeah. And uh, he he was he was the, 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 he did the club. He had to own the club, mm. and uh, he wanted to wanted to keep the club the group going and. The, 
the, the guitar player at the, at the time, Jeff Harris, he was, and he was, he was a good guitar player. But uh, he was leaving. He didn't want to become didn't want to get, become a professional professional, and he, he wanted to stay at home and uh, be, be, do his job. Yeah. And whereas the others, we wanted to do, get out, get round and get some money and get some guitars and get some girls. I'm guessing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, just as just as Julia walks in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all, all sorts of good fun. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and then I I played the guitar, so I said I said I'll help you out playing the guitar a bit for, in the group, and we and uh, I, I go around with you, we yeah. do some few bookings, and so I become a professional at that point, a yeah. professional singer, because uh, I didn't really like doing the jobs that I was, I'd been doing. What were you doing? What was what well, was your day job? The best job actually was was uh, as a lifeguard in a swimming pool, the Chelsea swimming pool, wow. and that was really good. But most of the jobs I was doing were office jobs, you know, and I tried to be, you know, sort of Mr. Mr. Smarty Pants in, in London, and I was, it was rubbish, it was awful, <laughs> awful stuff. And uh, so I wanted, wanted to stop that work, you know, I thought well, the idea of singing a few songs and getting money for that was a great idea. And I, sat, and I sat realised that there was good money there. What, what year was this, roughly, do you remember? Ooh, late 70s, early, early 60s, you know, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, well, it probably would have been like mid sixties, maybe sixty four, sixty five. Yeah, well, I, I was uh, about twentyish when we started okay. started playing in, in the group, and that was uh, forty. So that'd be sixty seven. Okay, sixty seven. Because were, were you never tempted? Because obviously, six people think of sixty seven. They think of like Sergeant Pepper and the yeah. Beatles and the yeah. Stones and all of that. Yeah, was, you were never tempted to. Go down the rock route, the psychedelic kind of. That's what I wanted to do. Really? <laughs> yeah. You want to do folk? No. Oh. No, he's got that opportunity to do get a few shekels, <laughs> get a few bookings here. You poured yourself out <laughs> to get some. Oh, good for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wanted to play rock and roll. Yeah. 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 I wanted to be Hank Marvin playing Stratton Stratton City. That's, yeah. that's what I was after doing. But you ended up in the in the folk group. Yeah. Doing the rounds. How much were you getting paid for those gigs? Well, I think at the time they were about it was about twenty quid per booking. That's not bad for yeah. mid to late sixties, is it? That's that's pretty. Yeah, good. it was okay. It's good. It's good. It's good money. And it also the fact it only took an hour. What I didn't realise, when I should have should have really thought about it, was that really the majority of the job was actually driving. Right. Yeah. You know, it's driving, not not singing. Singing, you sing for an hour. Yeah. You drive for about six hours. Yeah. I've heard musicians say they yeah. they do the gigs for free. They get paid for the yeah. travelling. Yeah. That's that's what they earn yeah. their money for. Yeah, and that, that's what's what wrecked me in the end is the travelling. And I used to go. To, I, used to go I used to do a, a series of folk clubs, and then the last 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 group, the last booking on a, on a tour, I'd drive home, right. which was after the singing, So and I was swacked out tired, yeah, yeah. and um, that's what happened, I fell asleep and whacked a lorry. Well, let, let's, let's, let's yeah. do that, and then we'll go back to the music, because I want to yeah. kind of celebrate the music, but the, an integral part of your story is the, is the car crash after oh, yeah. a gig. What, yeah. When was this, 82? Uh, 82? Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, so I don't remember. <laughs> Of course you You don't remember any of the night. You played a from what I have read, yeah. you played a gig it driving Glossop, it was. Glossop. Glossop, that's where the booking was. Do you remember do you remember the gig at all? No. 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 
I, I no, I did it because I, I most most uh, I did most of the towns in England. I did yeah. at some point. Yeah. When you were gigging around that era, late seventies, early eighties, what was the setup? Was it just you with a guitar yeah. going off in a car on your own? Yeah, you, you drive drive for a few hours to get to Manchester or somewhere and, yeah. and do the Manchester Folk Club, to get some money, and then go home if, if possible or, or if I was got another booking in, Man- in Manchester region I'd then stay overnight somewhere and, yeah and do uh, well I also stay with some of the folk club right. uh, some of the folk elf operators yeah yeah, yeah. and we um, I used to do I do, do a tour for about maybe a week or so I'd do in the same region I'd yeah. do say Liverpool Manchester you know what's the name place uh, Birmingham and then yeah, so go around. Uh, I go, go around. Go to an area for a week, hang out, and then come yeah. back home. Yeah, yeah. So the accident. Yeah. Um, you're driving home, and you you only know this because people have told you what happened. Yeah. You hit a truck carrying a load of bricks. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I think I fell asleep. I think I don't. I don't remember this at all. Julia is, is shaking her head. Do so you want to tell us when you don't know for something? I, I know very... certain. I mean, I drove over there so many times going back and forth to the hospital and he'd just gone over a little bridge and you shake. So I don't... It was a bend, a notorious bend that has a road off it that reflects lights off and if a car was parked up there. So he... uh, We're not sure he went to sleep or they reckoned that he didn't sleep. He had had a burst tyre, but that was probably caused through the accident. Um, and it was a new car, <laughs> so whether he was fiddling, um, you don't know. I, I don't know, but I, I don't think it was assumed you fell asleep because for for him that time of night was quite normal. Right, yeah. right. A new car. I probably got a heater. Maybe the heater. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Who knows? We'll never know, Nick. But. Uh, Maybe the guy came out without any lights on. You're thinking of Prince Philip now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting things confused. Yeah. <laughs> it was very strange that the, the, yeah, a friend of the drivers actually came round to see me, which I thought was very odd, mm. asking, did Nick remember anything about the oh. accident? But that may have um, just been genuine concern. When did you, Julia, find out? that he'd been in a really serious accident? Well, about um, a couple of hours after. Yeah, I, I was already up. I, I knew something was wrong. Yeah. It's a little thing. Yeah. Um, and, and so I was up, waiting almost for a knock at the door. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't even begin to imagine. That must have been... Yeah. Well... Horrible. Yeah, yeah so it's something... Yeah. <laughs> it was... Um, but I think, you know, people, it must be the same for people whose husbands do anything, yeah. they're on the road a lot. There's always yeah. that, that possibility, isn't there? Mm. And it's just that um, you get a sort of a sense of something. Uh, we always used to, I always used to wake up just before he came in. Yeah. Right, okay, yeah. And we always worked out roughly he, how far away he was. Yeah, yeah. Where he was thinking, oh, nearly there. Whatever it is, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to dwell on the accident. So, a couple more questions, then we'll kind of go back yeah. to the music because that's the important stuff. And the accident is horrible. 
But that's great, actually. Thank you. <laughs> but you uh, you did nearly die. Oh yeah, I did. Um, when you came, you yeah, it took all the blood off me. It took all the blood out. All of it. All of it. No, no, no. no. It replaced it with some other oh, stuff. Oh, we put some other stuff in there. <laughs> when you came out, is it true? I've heard that when people come out of a coma or a stroke, yeah. that and they struggle to speak, that all they can remember are swear words. Is yeah. that true? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you'll just... But I, was, I, was, I had a few, few, few months before I came out of the swear words. Really? I was out for a count. Yeah. Out for a count. Yeah, but they were the first words, more or less. Yeah. And I've heard this from a few people. He'd yeah. make up words. Right. So you'd get odd, odd words like obligon. Obligon? Yeah. Pajabas? Pajamas, Nick? No, not Burma. Never knew what they meant. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's yeah. swear words. <laughs> and I remember another singer, Tony Rose, his father had... I think he had a stroke or something. Yeah. And all, I mean, uh, he said, I've never heard who his father swear in his whole right. life. He said, and this torrent of abuse came out. I've heard if you go to stroke wards, there's this... Yeah. Because, I don't know, I guess it's because the F word and the S word, they're so... They mean everything. They can yeah. mean, you know, beautiful things and horrific... They can mean, they can mean everything, yeah. can't they? So it's a main means of expression. It's, it's, it's a necessity. You have to swear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the music a bit. Your, your Penguin Eggs yeah. is um, is a masterpiece. When did that come out? 81? 80. 80. Looking to the historian over there. <laughs> what Do you remember anything about that, recording that album, realising that this was something really different from what you'd done before? No, no, I never, never think that much about, I never think about it much. When I was done it, I'd done it, and I'd forget about it then. Mm. I never, never listened to it much, you know? no. never used to listen to my own records. Because it's cited as, like, one of the top 100 albums of all time, one of the 50 albums you must listen to before you die. Between, uh, who was it, uh, Good rock singer. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Wasn't it? Was David Bowie one of them? David Bowie, yeah. yeah. and uh, was it? And Rolling Stones, yeah, yeah. Well, I was in between them. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Number seventy-nine. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're keeping score or anything, no, 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 no. but that's something to be. I mean, that's something to be incredibly proud of. Yeah, great, yeah. And Bob Dylan nicked your. Didn't he nick a, um, a song off you? Kennedy Hours. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy Hours. That's a great song. Yeah. He nicked it. Yeah, oh yeah. He's, he's famously... I mean, I wouldn't want to call him a plagiarist, but... Oh, he's, he's, a, he's a great songwriter. He's, oh, he's great. He's, great. he's a little bit of a tea leaf as well. Oh, probably is. He's, he's a great performer. I just like, like him. Mm. I, saw, I heard him in Perth, in Australia, doing a concert there, and he, he was really great. I'm seeing... Again, I'm late to Dylan. I couldn't get into Dylan for years. Oh. And then last year, I was, there was... Um, what was... There was this... Oh, I think it was Blind Willie McTell. I don't know if you know yeah. that song. That opened the, the gateway to Bob Dylan. I'm seeing him in concert in July for the first time. Yeah. I hear it's, it, his concerts these days are very hit or miss. It's either <laughs> going to be amazing or it's going to be a car crash. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't really use that phrase. I, <laughs> so I just realised how inappropriate that was. <laughs> so sorry. That wasn't was deliberate. Um, so you were saying before we started talking, you did... The first two solo albums in 70, 71, I think they were. Yeah, yeah. 
will it? You don't rate them, though. Oh, rubbish. No, they're not, though, man. <laughs> why, do, why do you think that? Well, they were good, they were good, but the, the songs were never, they meant nothing really to me. I mean, that was a good thing. Anyway, the songs meant nothing to me because I didn't really like traditional folk songs. And what I wanted to do, actually, was at the end, I was trying to change to become a contemporary singer right. rather than a traditional singer. Right. But I was known as a traditional singer who, who did ballads and all this stuff. And uh, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to write songs myself. So I started to So write. is that why you, there was the big gap between the first two albums and then the next albums? There's a gap of, sort of six, yeah. seven years, something yeah. like that. Is that because you just didn't... Probably, know what you well, wanted to say. Probably with me, it was laziness, because I was very lazy. <laughs> You're a lazy man. I've always been a very lazy man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wasn't very, very lazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's saved, saved me in a lot of, in a lot of senses, yeah. So if... if um, well, I wanted to become a songwriter rather right. than, rather than sing, sing, just a singer, you know. And I didn't really... I didn't really uh, have any connection with any of traditional songs much, you know. Right. And so I wanted to, to sing songs which express, express what I felt myself. So did you, are you saying, because I, I saw on one of the albums uh, uh, that you covered a Loudon Wainwright song oh, yeah. and a Randy Newman song. Are those the kind of people you were aspiring yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah. Hit Me With The Rhythm Stick was one song which got me going. Really? Yeah. The Injury? Yeah, it's fantastic. You didn't record that, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> God, I'd love to hear a Nick Jones version of that. Imagine! It's, it's a great, great song. Uh, yeah. But uh, also the swimming song that... Uh, yeah. Loud did. And that was from the McGarrigal sisters. I learned from the McGarrigal sisters. Right. Because that one of them was married to... Oh yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. And he, that, in the end, and she did. She died now. Yeah. yeah. But she was. They were great as a group. The McGarrigal sisters. Yeah. I, I fell in love with them. They were fantastic. We had we had Loudon on the show. He came on the show, oh, and man alive, yeah. he can he can tell stories. It's yeah. obvious in his songs in his book that he, yeah. he wrote last year. He's an incredible man. Have you met him? No. Really? Never met him. He's a great, great guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I say he was a great guy. I don't know whether he's a great guy. He may have been a bastard, for all we know. No, I, I suspect not. No, I suspect he wasn't. really boring. <laughs> he <laughs> might have been big head, aren't he? He was... He was being recorded yeah. by a friend of ours yeah. who told him that Nick had recorded the swimming song yeah. and, that, and what had happened to Nick. And at the end of the show, yeah. um, after the show had turned off, he, he recorded the swimming song for Nick oh, and said, wow. Here, here wow. Nick, buddy. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that, 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 that's classic. A few, few other songs he put on the table, didn't he? Um, yeah. I don't know whether Dave yeah. did, but yeah, so yeah, he did that for you. Yeah. yeah, so that was really nice. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's a good chat though. After the accident, did you um, were you frustrated? Because obviously you were you were physically damaged. Yeah. You couldn't play guitar. Yeah. As as well or at all as. Uh, at all. At all. I could, uh, mainly because the right hand. Right. All the thing of the right hand was outside the car. Everything was smashed, legs, arms, everything, yeah. and uh, my eyes, everything. And it's outside, and the right hand was was never there to play with the rhythm. Right. So I wanted to play, I didn't have to play the rhythm. That's your te- that was your technique. Yeah, yeah, to get the rhythm. But I could never get the beats, and I had to t- spend ages trying to get the rhythm, being able to pluck the strings, and, mm. and I, was, I couldn't organise these fingers at all. Mm. And they started to, gradually, after a while, it started to come back. Yeah. 
starting to come back now. And there's there's obviously a, there's a little bit of uh, I hope this doesn't sound offensive brain damage. Oh yeah. In as much as that you you forget yeah. words and yeah. you get a little bit jumbled and you're yeah. quite forgetful. That may be old age, Nick. I don't know. No, but... no I had to relearn, relearn the whole language. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I had to relearn. And they, they, these lovely nurses, they taught me all these words that I never knew, like like promise and will you and won't you. Wow. <laughs> And amazing, uh, told told me the words I I didn't know. know. As a performer and as a songwriter and as a musician, that must have been, I mean, frustrating, can't even be, you know, can't even touch the surface of it, surely. How did you... How did you cope with that? I mean, did you come out and try and play again, or did you yeah. kind of give up? What was what was the deal? No, I never, never gave up. I just wanted to, wanted to play the guitar, and mm. I just had to always practice and trying to get try and pick the strings because I used to pick very individual strings yeah. and then whack them, and all all things that my right hand used to do, was, and the left hand was okay. I could play the chords, but right. I couldn't play the actual notes right with the, the, the right hand. And that was what's so frustrating, was I could never get the rhythm, and I wanted rhythm. You know, yeah. as well as all that. This is what we were saying earlier. You're, hit, you're, me hit me with your rhythm yeah, stick. Yeah, but your right. technique is you can hear the right hand slapping the guitar yeah. and slapping the strings, yeah. and it's you don't need yeah. um, a drummer. You've, you've got it all going off in yeah. the right hand. And if you yeah. couldn't do that, that must have been tough for everybody, you know, having an incredibly talented man not being able to express himself in a way that he would want to. That must have been tough for you, Julia. Yeah, having to listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to that racket. Yeah. And it's still, the, it's still, he still goes on. But, yeah. I mean, the damage is, is as someone with a stroke. Yeah. So there's the spasticity that gets in the way of, you know, he's yeah. going along fine and oomph, then it stops. With some good wrong notes. You know, <laughs> brain doesn't connect. But, yeah. I mean, he's... Actually, he's coped very well, and it was only because he was so laid back anyway. Um, he used to say, you know, people say, oh, you know, it's dreadful. And he said, yeah, but it could have been worse. I could have gone further on and been killed outright. <laughs> <laughs> that was always his attitude. It, the, the, the world must have been surprised then when you... Came back, I guess is is the the phrase, and did some gigs. What year would those gigs have been? Early two thousands. Again, we're looking to Julia. It's not that long ago, is it? Was it two thousand and ten? Could be. No, no, it's it's later than that, isn't it? Oh, really? I don't remember. Um, I didn't remember. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, it's it's not as long ago as that. I mean, okay. since we've been here, so it's about five years ago. Yeah. So the, what? What made you do that after not playing since the accident? Get some cash. <laughs> there you go. We want to check it. It was really down to Stuart Lee. Oh, the comedian, yes. He did. Um, he was curating at the first Queen Queen Elizabeth Hall, is it? Um, is on it South the South Bank or something. Um, I can't remember now. But he um, had. He wanted other singers to sing his songs. Right. And then... Um, uh, and I think you did one with Pete. And then after that, Sidmouth wanted to do it again and he learnt a couple of songs because we thought it would be nice if he did it. Mm. And that's really how it started mm. then. Yeah. Were you nervous going back on stage? No. No, not no, no I was never nervous. But uh, Any time I was nervous, is if there was someone else on the bill who was a big... Fr- Flash guy, you know. yeah. if Martin Carthy was on a or Eric Clapton or somebody, 
I'd, I'd, I'd be nervous. <laughs> but if I was by myself, I was the main star. I was yeah. OK, just enjoy singing. Yeah. And you did a series of shows with your boy, Joe. Joe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. Because Joe is he's a great character. And he, everything is... A, he looks. I know it's not surprising, he's your son. He looks exactly like you. The <laughs> eyebrows, the face, the, everything. He looks... In, it's uncanny. He's, he's a great, great, great kid, you know, he's a great, great... Well, what was good about it, he was always... I was, he wanted to laugh. He laughed at everything, and that's a great thing. It's a good thing. Well, I've seen a video of you two, and it is hilarious. Yeah. You're just taking the piss out of each other for the whole show. And it's quite funny, because the audience don't... So they're sort of like they're there for the songs and they're there to see you, you know, thinking they'd probably never see you again. And then suddenly you two are just battling yeah. each other in the audience. Like, what is going on here? This was the thing was Candy Air. We had to especially do a guitar break and he played the break and it was complete rubbish. He fell on wrong notes, the wrong notes, he was out of, out of time, it was, it was hopeless. And I was table fits that way then. You were telling me you didn't even know he could play the guitar? No, I didn't, no, no, no. He, he'd learned over a period of time. He, he liked rock and roll. Yeah. He really didn't like folk music much, no. So what, he went away to college or something and came and back? Working up in Newcastle, Newcastle. working. Yeah. yeah. And um, his... Uh, couple of chaps he shared flat with they they were into music and so really that's when he started playing with them right um sort of got interested and he was into like you was into rock and roll yeah. as well slightly harder rock i think like iron maiden and stuff yeah. you were saying yeah. 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 yeah what was it like being on stage with your son that must have I was, I'm assuming it was a thrill, wasn't it? Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I was very proud of him. Yeah. He, was, he was a great, great kid. Yeah, it's really good. But he he thinks nothing of it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't cash in on it. Yeah. <laughs> he could he could do loads of bookings, but he never does them. Never does them. Well, we was again. We were saying before it must be tough because I imagine there's there was a certain amount of pressure on him to kind of be you, to be the next chapter in yeah. the Nick Jones, you know, a tribute to my father. And yeah. I guess if you don't want to do that, you don't want to do that. No, no, he doesn't, no. no. He, he's, um, he, sh he, sh he, could, he could earn a living playing mm. the guitar and singing and that, but he, didn't, he would never bother to do it. You did a couple of new songs yeah. in there. Now, there was a song that I saw that's in the documentary. There's a great documentary about you. And the song called Now. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's a brilliant song. <laughs> it, it, no, it is a brilliant song. Well done for acknowledging it. Honestly, I think I, I, I listen to it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going through a divorce and there's all kinds of stuff going on. So you get a, a poignant song like that. Yeah. Oh, it, it just gets yeah. me there, man. It's spiritual. The great thing is that the only point in time when we, we really know history is gone mm. and the future is not here yet. And what is here is now. And that's made me realise that this is what's all about now. Yeah. I've got to be happy now. I don't want to be happy, happy in two years' time, so I'll be dead then. <laughs> or I, don't, I wasn't happy two years ago. That's a bit boring. Yeah. You know, but the now is important. So when are you, are you going to... You're writing songs all the time, are you? I'm trying to, yeah, yeah. How do you do it now if, you, if you're struggling with the guitar? Do you just kind of sit there with a tape recorder? What, what's the technique now for no, writing? Well, I, I feel that I've got something, that's an idea, and I start to write things down and, mm. and, and uh, work with it that way. Yeah. Just, just, just write things down and try and make, 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 make them sound like, like a possible tune. 
And often the, the tunes themselves are simple because the words express the tune. And people don't don't realise this, I think, that the tune is, is easy because the, the meaning of the words mm. tells you what note to play. You know? Right, really, OK. Surprising. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. And what is there a plan? Are you going to record these songs? Are you going to release these songs? That would be a nice idea, yeah, yeah. Well, do it then. <laughs> do, it. do it, do it. Julia was telling me that you'd recorded a version of Now, but you and Joe didn't think it was good enough, yeah. that you're perfectionists, yeah. and uh, you, you you don't want to put it out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't remember that. It is going out, though. Is, oh. it, is it going out? Yeah, on, on a, um, a, one of Topic's piano? introductions. Oh, to fantastic. Oh, that right. with the piano? That's with Linda playing, yeah, yeah. piano. And... I don't think Joe's playing on it. No, he did it with piano. And you, you must have heard his new songs. Any good? <laughs> oh, God, this is awkward. This is awkward. Nick wrote Now a few years ago. It was after the accident. Right. And he, he tends to get focused on one... I mean, we've got loads of drafts of things. Right, OK. But, um, very few actually come to fruition. Right, OK, I see. Yeah. Why? Because they're crap. Yeah. <laughs> he's not that. a natural songwriter by his yeah. own admission. OK, so you, you kind of got, you, you got to drag them out. To get an idea, which is sort of philosophically worth doing, yeah. and the Now song was, that was once you got the idea there, mm. that was it. And it was good. You going to do any more shows? Or are you done playing live shows? Who knows? Really? It's not... I might be dead in the future. Oh, uh, come on, man. We're all going to be dead in the future. Yeah, we're all dying, but... Yeah, we're all slowly dying, yeah, that's true. But, oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it'd be nice to do two bookings every now and then, but... Yeah. If, if, uh, if we get up, like... doesn't like travelling. Right. Yeah. It's too much for him. Yeah. And uh, Joe lives in the north. <laughs> yeah. Um, Back in tapes. So that's what everyone's doing now. You need backing tapes, you need some... Yeah. I'm joking, of course, you don't want backing tapes, yeah. that'd be terrible. Yeah. yeah. And his voice isn't, as you can hear, isn't that strong these days. Yeah. 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 But this, I, I think, uh, with... Because, uh, listen, I'm a big fan of a lot of old groups. I like the Beach Boys and the Monkeys and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, are shut, shut up, Nick, please, don't. <laughs> I don't want to fall out with you. Um, but, the, uh, but the Beach Boys are great. Yeah, but they're old, and, they, you know, a lot, of, a lot of their shows are kind of fuelled by the love from the audience. Again, in that documentary, in the, the, the DVD of the concert that you sent me, Julia, you can feel... The love from the audience yeah, yeah. coming off yeah. towards you and Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, well, 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 I, I wasn't a Beach Boy, so. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one original Beach Boy. Yeah. The, the rest are all kids now doing it. That's what they do. Yeah, is they yeah. they get their boys to come in and yeah. uh, and do it. Yeah. Um, you got any regrets? You, you you don't seem like the kind of man that would have regrets. Um, I regret. Driving in the wrong place. Oh, yeah, yeah. I regret hitting the road. No, just, uh, you bit, are you bitter about that? Is there any no. part of you that, that is like, shit, that was a bloody truck? Well, no, because, I mean, that's what happened. Well. It doesn't matter. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, it does matter to me. But the worst thing I did, they made me have to play the guitar better. Yeah. But the good thing is, I was uh, as a guitar player in the old days, when I used to go in the folk clubs, I, I wasn't a very good guitarist. I, I, I had a reputation of being a decent guitarist, but that was, was not really true. I was, I was a, a bit of a fake guitarist, a bit of a fake 
guitarist, yeah. Is that what you think? Yeah, I do. Isn't yeah. that funny? I, I've got a good rhythm. Yeah. The rhythm of beats, but I used to tune the guitar so as it was something else. Yeah. But you did session work. You did session work for one of my mum's favourite singers, Barbara Dixon. Yeah. You, you, you got, you know, you don't get asked to go and play on other people's records yeah. if you're crap. No, yeah. So, yeah. you must have had something going for you. Oh, yeah, played the, got a rhythm, got a rhythm. Mm. But uh, I, I never really understood that, how to play the natural the, the guitar as a, as a main instrument. It was, it was a clever, clever instrument. The way the frets are, are mm. laid down, which is it's a, it's a fantastic guitar, but I never used to play in a straight tuning. Right. I used to do fake tunings, yeah. But I think, I, I think your, your playing is unconventional. Oh, yeah, yeah. But unique. It's, a, it, it's very, very... There are very few guitarists who can say they've got their own unique style of playing, you know. And having recently come to your back catalogue, listening to, to your stuff, I can now tell, you know, I could tell your guitar playing from another guitarist because yeah. it's, it's you. Yeah. It's your style. The great thing about... I felt, what I liked about my guitar was that it's sort of space. There was lots of gaps, yeah. which... People fill the, fill the gaps in themselves from listening, you know, and the words fill the gaps as well. But uh, some people, they play too fast and they have too many notes, they, they, they wreck it. But uh, one of the guitarists that knocked me out was, say, like Martin Carthy. He right. used to lose a lot of space, yeah. and that was a great thing with space. And I, re- I realised that... Uh, what, what the guitarist needs is not to play the guitar too much, but to play at the right moment. You know. Ray Cooder, he was he was like space space yeah. man. He was a great guitar player because there was lots of space in it. You know. I think that's an excellent yeah. observation. When we do the radio show, me and my friend Catherine, one of our top weapons is is silence. Because yeah. you get radio hosts and they just talk talk. They got think they've got to fill the gap. No 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 no. Be silent. Yeah. Let some let the guests speak or let the, the listener, like you say, fill in yeah. the blanks. What guitar were you playing? You had a custom-made guitar, didn't you? Uh, Do you remember? Uh, well, I was not remember. Yeah, there was a... Uh, what's the... Filed. guitars. Right. Right. The guy who made those was, was a great guy up in Manchester, way, mm. And uh, he was a really nice chap, he was. Yeah. Mm. But uh, his guitar was what I always had, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, it's so nice to see you both. Thank you so much for inviting me to your home. I've had a lovely drive through the moors, sheep and ponies in the middle of the road. Watch out for them. They have, um, there's a sign saying drive slowly. Then they have a tally board of the number of sheep. We've lost nine sheep this month and three ponies, yeah. so... Because yeah. they've changed, they've taken off the um, restrictions. It used to be 40 miles an hour. Right. And they've done away with it. Oh, so now it's anything goes. Yeah. yeah. Why would you do that? Because, yeah. who knows? I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, no, it's cra- that's crazy. Yeah. I was driving very quick. As soon as I saw the first sheep yeah. in the road, it's like, oh, right, OK, this is where we are. Yeah. Let's, let's just go nice and slow. Yeah. Because they sleep on the road, they, the, you know, when the foals come, they just, you know, dart yeah. across. Yeah. You have to have your... Yeah. Um, we usually do just about 30, especially in lambing and foaling. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's very nice to meet you. Um, how's you... Are you able to... I've got, I've got a couple of CDs to sign. Are you able to sign? Oh, yeah. OK, yeah. beautiful, fine. I'm, I'm not going to put them on eBay. One's for me, one's for my um, <laughs> mate's dad who had a ticket to see you, and then you... 
and your bloody accident, so he he will be. This will make up. <laughs> this will make up. So I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, listen, Nick. So nice to meet you, Julia. Thank you yeah. so much for inviting me into your home. Yeah. Um, and um, I keep my fingers crossed that maybe I get to see you do a show one day. Right. Thank you, Nick. Shall be blue. She'll 
you'll see that seaport town called Kennedy Isle. Came down to Canada, scarcely above half a year. She's married this bold captain, who called her his dear. She's dressed in silks and satins now, and she cuts a gallant show. She's the finest of the ladies down. Come all you fair and tender girls, wheresoever you may be, I'd have you to follow your own true love when he goes out on the sea. Sailors prove false to you. Well, the captain, he might prove true. You see the honor that 